From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This 22. is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. You know what's funny? Um, this is, I think, the first episode out of all the episodes we've done that I've ever drank coffee beforehand. It's just so odd. But then again, if you saw what this episode is about, that's not even close to being odd. <laughs> Welcome to a really unusual episode of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 248. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man who wouldn't be phased by anything odd or unusual, except if somebody correctly guesses his real age. 27. Yeah, whatever. 72. He is Mike, also known as MFG. Yeah, uh, you're having that coffee, which hopefully means you'll be awake enough to realize how unfunny you are. Wow. (laughs) Hello, pot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, we're back for our right from the Comic-Con, finally getting around to getting an episode. episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, we're going to definitely get into that in a second. I know you have some some, um, horribly described... um, No, that's wrong. That's, that's, That's... Three months ago. It's a horror films and thrillers where black people live till the end. Where black people don't die. Yeah. See, I, I, it's been a while. I had to get, I had to get back in the rhythm. <laughs> That's why. But we'll be talking about the Comic-Con right after my quick news, probably. Oh, yes. Anyway. 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 So, we know what you want to hear. And if you're still not aware of how this goes, I'm about to describe a movie. Really easy, actually. And the hard part is you have to give me the name of the movie and the name of the actor, actress, that has played the role of the new person that I mentioned. So here we go. Okay. All righty. O.J. Hayward Jr. is a Hollywood horse trainer plagued by something sinister in the skies above his family's ranch. One more time, because this is an easy one. Uh, both parts are actually easy. O.J. Hayward Jr. is a Hollywood horse trainer plagued by something sinister in the skies above his family's ranch. So when you want the answer to that... You'll be tuning in to after the quick news. Okay, what makes it feel makes me feel horrible is when he says, "Oh, this is easy. Oh, you can't get this one." What if you only can get one out of two? Are we imbeciles? Stop! Don't even answer that. <laughs> Let's just say you're half smart. Yeah, <laughs> I was waiting for you to say spell imbecile. All right, and our other illustrious host is the man who wouldn't be phased by anything odd or unusual either, because honestly. He would be more like a dull glaze of zen-like staring over his face. I mean, zombie butts would do that. And if you know, if you don't know what zombie butts, don't turn, don't, don't, don't even continue this episode. But he is RT squared. Wrap the tech. I was actually vaccinated against zombie butts, so I don't have to worry about that. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh, that's just that, 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 that's just nasty to hear. You just went there because of where they take the temperature. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't even finish that. Go ahead. So, so I don't know if you guys remember all the stories I've told you about. I I actually go somewhere and have people hit me in the head so I forget. Uh, I know the basic notes of them, the beats. But let me remind you. I've been finding myself traveling through massive different amounts of portals every freaking week. It's crazy. It is. It's exhausting. I I just, I, I couldn't take it anymore. So, you know what I did? I went through a master portal. Yeah. You didn't think it was possible, but it's, it is. A master portal. A master portal. Was yeah. there any, was it a baiter there? There was no baiters, oh. but there were debaters there who, ah. who had me 
you know, debate different topics before I was actually able to get inside. Oh, it was there, very there was debaters. Were there any 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 D funny guys? Because obviously Mike didn't do that. No, <laughs> <laughs> there were some defenders there too. Oh well, great. By the way, um, so as as I got in there, I I, I was like, hey, what the hell? Because this is like the you know portal central, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what's going on with all these portals opening and like me just flying through? And he's like, oh, that's Jim. Like, what do you mean that's Jim? Jim is really bored and he likes opening random portals so that people just fall into it and then see what happens. And I'm like, well, can people die that way? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, he's like, well, that's Jim. And I'm like, okay, then where's Jim? So when I go and I look at Jim and Jim is like this massive monster type of thing that if he breathes the wrong way, he could probably eat you. Ooh, you know? Wow. And I, so I'm, all right, so I, I'm, I'm staring down Jim and I'm like, Hey, Jim, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, it's you. And I'm like, yeah, it's me. And then he's like, nice to meet you. And as I stare Jim in the eyes with the fury intensity of a thousand suns, a thought occurs to me. Mm -hmm. Most gym expenses are paid by people who have never even set foot into the gym. It's true. Did you? Huh? Did you? Did you just realize that your story huh. lined up with your analogy because you talked about Jim and Jim? Or was that just total coincidence? That was total coincidence. I wish this was a visual podcast so they could see the, <laughs> the, 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 the look of befuddlement on my face. Oh, and, and by the way, so to end the story. Uh, <laughs> to end there's the more? story? <laughs> there's more? <laughs> Turns out Jim is actually a pretty decent guy. You know, we had a, a, a good talk. Had some coffee, we had some drinks, wild karaoke. Dude can sing, and then he opened up another portal and just kicked me back to my house. Wow. So well, I have a feeling there's probably gonna be more portals that'll be opening, but at least now I know why. So now we're gonna hear more about Jim. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least we know. No, we won't. He won't remember his name. <laughs> he won't remember his name next week. He better remember what we're saying right now. <laughs> and you guys are. Exactly. exactly right yeah all right so for this episode we will discuss the show that's in its fourth and final season and due to dc's creative due, -due. <laughs> due to oh. said due -due. the dc creative shakeup but will this show keep up its reputation as being an out-of-the-box creative show or has this series this series run out of creative juices those questions and more will be answered as we review the max series doom patrol Season four, but only episodes one through six. But first, fuck it, I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm still letting the coffee kick in. Here's Mike and his quick news. And now, the quick news brought to you by MFG and Ralph and Cat. And that quick news and my quick news. <laughs> this is what I work with every two weeks. Let's try it again. Take two. Go. And that quick news intro was brought to you by Acronym, a criminal regiment of nasty young men. Oh, that just sounds like Rikers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're a private organization that are, let's, let's just say, in charge of crime. But they're trying to give it a more positive feel, so they decided to sponsor the Quick News. This or the cast of Porkies. <laughs> too. <laughs> or American Pie for those who are like, oh, well, it's Porkies. Okay. All right, Mike, you got Quick News. Let's do it, bro. All righty, I do. Have you been looking forward to a live-action movie adaptation of the comic book series Invincible? 
Maybe. Yeah. I've got some news for you. He's going to pull the rug from under me. Watch. Keep waiting. I knew it. I told you. Do I not know him? (laughs) Invincible's co-creator, Robert Kirkman, has said that the movie version of the property, which has been in development since 2017, is still in the script development stage. However, there is some good news for the franchise. While fans are presently awaiting season two of the adult animated series, which I do believe comes out like November 3rd or something like that. Yes. uh, Prime Video has already greenlit season three. Awesome. So, yay. Uh, Kirkman has indicated that he will need eight seasons to properly adapt all 144 issues to the small screen. But that sounds like a tall demand for a fickle viewing audience. But also, my thing is, I'm like, so I am now zero looking forward to a live action movie. Because I'm like, if you're telling me that you take eight years to give me really a good, you know, version of your books in cartoon form. How many movies are you think you're going to get out of this? You know, like I mean, and At then, and then what are three hundred? Right. I mean, because even if you got four, or even if they did three with the trilogy, like like Hollywood likes, you're telling me that somehow in three movies you're going to tell me a tale of all of Invincible that is taking you eight years to tell. You know? Or maybe you just choose an arc. I guess. Or maybe I can tell a story of a man named Robert Kirkman who is not very trustworthy no. in the industry because he's been known to um to bait and switch. Let's, mm-hmm. let's some, for people who for some people who was have he in that master portal with his actually, bait actually switch. he oh. was <laughs> another bait no well 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 just to give the the audience an example shout out to um um lady J because she's like what are you talking about robert kirkman from what we heard from um jp shout out to jp was talking about the fact that i guess when he got walking dead started they didn't the the, the combo companies didn't want a zombie comic book so he lied to them and told them it was an alien thing and then they the, and, and that kirkman got the book going and you so you see the beginning with rick and waking up and all that stuff and they're like whoa what were the aliens and they build it up and build it up and they go no it's a zombie it's a zombie book <laughs> right. it's just so good or the time that he said oh yeah we're gonna have a um in next issue we're gonna do this in the comments he said oh in next issue we're gonna do this and this and oh no oh, that's the last, last issue yeah <laughs> so my point and i'm sorry to belabor that point but what i'm trying to say is do, do we really listen to the guy who can't be trusted to say things out in public saying that he's gonna squeeze god knows how many movies i don't trust him now we have members of congress for that um <laughs> wow <laughs> i thought we weren't going political we weren't that was just a statement <laughs> a that's, political just, that's just a fact it's the truth <laughs> it's the truth get all the truth here at meanwhile 22 pages later <laughs> oh wow that sounded like a really poor wolfman jack uh, Ralph don't even know who Wolfman Jack is. Nobody that's listening to this knows who Wolfman Jack I is. I know. Except for our old listeners. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Lady J, he came at you. Anyway. Wow, I didn't, but now we... Remember when I said that he says you're old when you're not around? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so going to get stabbed in my sleep. Go ahead, Mike. What else you got? I just want to say I do know who Wolfman Jack is because you guys have talked about him before. I have. Exactly. Yeah, but to hear about him and know him are two different things. Anyway. All right. Anyway. <laughs> well, here's another piece of news. Remember way back in 2007? Nope. It's too far away. Yeah. When J. Michael Straczynski and then editor-in-chief Joe Quesada canceled their Viagra prescriptions because they had permanent <laughs> erections from the evaporation of Peter Parker and Mary Jane's marriage in the four-part One More Day miniseries. Remember that? Remember that? I do. Yeah. Well, guess what? Oh. They are married again. Well, in the ultimate universe. Uh, After touting the need for a single 616 Spider-Man to get back to his roots, Marvel is relaunching a brand new take on this Ultimate Universe with Ultimate Spider-Man as the headline series. And the major premise of the series 
are the adventures of a married Peter and MJ, older and with two children. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man number one by Jonathan Hickman and Marco Cicchetto will hit stands on January 10th, 2024. I'm hit or miss with with, with uh, Jonathan Hickman. I mean, JP, if you listen to this episode, don't get mad. Because um, I know that for me, Hickman could be either really, really convoluted or really, really on point. I just feel like that's always been. I amazing. still have not forgiven him for the Fantastic Four. Or Infinity. There's that too. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't forgiven him from stiffing me with the bill that one time that we went out for dinner. That will happen. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, you know what? I, it's an, it's, it's an ultimate, I'm sorry. It's an alternate universe, the ultimate universe, even though the last time they had an ultimate universe, they killed off Peter Parker. And then sense. they brought them here. That's why my Miles Morales is here. Yeah. But what I'm saying, yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is like, Oh, we're going to do this again. And we're going to try, but I'm just glad it wasn't our Peter. That yeah, I would have. I would have had to go slap somebody by that point. Not that I don't want Peter married. I just feel like um, once you do that, we've talked Pick about a side. it before. I'm just saying. I I don't want our original characters to age to a degree because once you marry somebody and then you have kids, now you're aging them. Right, and then they become bad parents. I'm talking about you, uh, Reed, 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 and, Reed, and Susan. <laughs> <laughs> Even know? the people that barely know where their kids are right now. <laughs> Where are they? Ah, multiverse, anywhere. They could be next door for all I know. Parents of the year. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I trust Valeria more than I do Reed Richards. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but now, normally that would be all my quick news, but I got Comic-Con, man. Let's I gotta, go for I gotta, it. I got a Henri Compan. Or Compan. Pardon me if I've mispronounced your name. Henri is a writer, creator, publisher. You can reach him at yisunshin.com because he has this great this great series, Yi Sun Shin, which is a historical fiction fantasy graphic novel based on the true story of uh, Admiral Yi Sun Shin, this Korean naval commander who saved his people from Japanese invasions uh, forces during the Imjin War of the Joseon Dynasty way back in 1592. Um, so far, it's I think that he has so far th- uh, it's a limited series of three different uh, series, but it's all one tale. Uh, it's really great. You know, really? You've got, yeah, you've got to read it. You've got to see it. It's, it's beautifully done. I do not believe he is the artist, but his writing is fantastic. It's, it's published under him. So definitely check it out. Um, titles that are, um, for that. And I think he has other titles as well, but definitely for the Yi Sun Shin, it's Yi uh, Sun Shin, Warrior and Defender, uh, Fallen Avenger, and Hunter and Destroyer. So definitely check him out. Uh, I think we, we met him while we were talking uh, about yeah, say, with, I, uh, with JP and Victor, which we will get to those guys in a moment. Yes. Uh, oh, I want to talk about TJ Sterling. TJ Sterling. That name sounds familiar. Okay. I don't know if you got a chance to talk to him. Uh, Ralph and I did. This man is, he is a seller, man. I, I yes. think I bought his house. I'm not sure what, <laughs> I think I, li- I I own his house. I'm not no, sure about this. I stopped you before you bought the car. <laughs> but this guy is crazy. Young guy. He is, he's just hungry. Uh, he's a writer, creator, artist, and the owner of Ray Comics which is R-A-E Comics. And the you can reach uh, see the site at raycomics.com. So that's R-A-E Comics.com. Uh, he's just got, he's got a, plethora, I can't even say the word, a plethora of things. He's got Shatter, which is some kind of a cyberpunk tale of an anarchist, uh, and, I can't talk today, anarchist villain. Um, he's got uh, Okimus and Joystick Angels. These are just the... The line work that of uh, the artist he has there, the colors are just vibrant. I totally know who yeah. T.J. Sterling yeah. is because you. I remember when he had stopped you, and you guys went to his booth, and I think Jess and I lured walked. into his booth. Lured, <laughs> T.J. If you're listening, that's good. That's some good bait you got. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> that's some good great. bait you got. Mike wasn't even looking at his booth, right? And the guy goes, 
which one caught your eye? And, and Mike, I, I looked down, I'm like, I guess all of them. And then we went up and we were lured in at that point. But when I saw the artwork, it's definitely great line yeah. work. The, the colors just but pop. Pop right off. Yeah. So much so. And I was like, wow, I got, I, I'm so mad. I'm going to have to go buy his stuff um, online because so, his stuff was so great. I remember um, Jessica's son, shout out to Nito, had Pop by and goes, oh yeah, I bought from this guy. Oh yeah, he he and he goes, he goes, I was just standing there. The guy was like, which one caught your eye? <laughs> so I have a TJ loved you, loved getting the chance to talk with you. At some point, uh, same with uh, Henri. Like some point, we're definitely going to reach out to you guys. We want to get you here and talking. Uh, TJ have the has the, uh, I guess we'll just give him the uh, the the title of the second hardest man, hardest working man in comics, because we will eventually get to the first. And the hardest working man in comics. But I also want to say, now, we all fell in love with Alex Kotkin. And oh. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing your name correctly, your last name. Alex. Uh, it's Alex, A, I mean, it's A-L-E-X-K-O-T-K-I-N. And that .com, you can reach him there. This guy is an amazing artist. I and he's cried looking at his work. Hmm? He's local, too. He's local. He's humble as hell. He's this great, great person. Just positive energy. Just a smiling guy. He took time talking with us. He he let us just gush all over him like like <laughs> just like just thirteen year old schoolgirls. I mean, it was just his his work is fantastic. Uh, super nice guy. He came out behind his um, his area, took picture with us. This guy was just great. But his work. I can't describe it by any means, so you have to go to alexkotkin.com. That's A-L-E-X-K-O-T-K-I-N.com. Check out his work. Was it not, where am I lying? No, that, spot on. Yeah, his, his Teenage stuff. Ninja Turtles is what caught our attention. Mm -hmm. I bought his death poster from it, a DC uh, um, Sandman. It just, you know. Now, Alec, uh, um, uh, forgive me for apologizing. Um, I mean, forgive, me for, forgive me for not remembering initially because it took me a while to remember the name. And then I remember that was when we were walking and he had that corner booth yes. toward the back. I totally remember his yeah. work. His work was great. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, TJ lured us in with his words. Alex's art work was just like the cartoon hands that that smoke that turns in the hands that just drew <laughs> us over there it's the guy is just amazing usually that, that that cartoon hand is food yours was the artwork it really was yes it really was so now we have to get to our one of our really good friends john paul Dijon. we got to see him i love being with jp yeah. shout out to my boy oh jp hope yeah. to have you on the show soon but yeah. it was so yeah. good to hang out with you definitely for, for those days always great uh writer artist self-publisher you can get him at blackberryjuice.net B-L-A-C-K-B-E-R-R-Y-J-U-I-C-E dot net. Uh, he's got his, what was, was, is this his latest one? I didn't catch that. The My Deadly Beloved. I think it's a, the Sons of more Fate of a prequel. It's a prequel. It's a prequel, prequel to, yes, his to his Sons of Fate story. Correct. Which, again, read them. If, I know we talked about them years ago, probably. Sons of Fate trilogy. Yeah. Yes. We, uh, we've yeah. definitely talked about it years ago, and I know it is a prequel. This one. Right, yeah. My Deadly on. Beloved. You can you know go to a site. You can buy it there. Absolutely beautiful. His artwork is all, his line work is just amazing. It's yeah. just, it's just this fluid, just, it just grabs you in. And then it's the minimalist coloring that he does. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just wonderful. Uh, but JP knows that we love him. So, you know, I'm not going to gush over him too much. I'm, I mean, he knows we're going to blow smoke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but usually blow smoke is used as when you're saying you're lying about something. We're not lying. It's no, no, no. really, really solid. Yeah, no, his, his stuff is great. If we ever do a Patreon, one of the things we should offer would be just, the um, straight conversations that we have with JP because mm -hmm. those things or just you and JP talking you uh, Mike and JP talking because well, that would be a, a whole century long episode because when they get together 
it's it's incredible. It's like well, because I mean, they, ever they, one thing I'll say, and we and it's entertaining, and we debate here on on this podcast, and we have different levels of knowledge here on this podcast as well. To watch Mike and then JP go at it, and, and it's not go at it in a in a vengeful fighting who uh, my dick's bigger than yours kind of way, but it's kind of here's the idea. I had. Well, I kind of you know it's always really interesting. Oh yeah, I, I mean, and and shout oh, out, to I, and I always love JP's take on things because he'll see things that I'm like, oh, I never looked at it that way. Right, yeah. that's what yeah. that, that's one thing I'll say. As long as I've known JP for a very long time, and every time like we talk about something. The three quarters of the things I'll agree with him, mm-hmm. and then there's one thing I'm like I disagreed with him, but I can see like when he explains his viewpoint, I'm like, oh, like you're saying like yeah. I didn't see it that way. I think I could see it that way, and I and I don't I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah, no. Even though everybody's opinion is valid, whatever, whatever. Right. I am forever indebted to him for introducing me to the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, those books go. are incredible. Yeah, he's a and big Star Wars guy, even though he did lose the uh, contest to Jazz. <laughs> wow, Just saying, you know, <laughs> Jazz will never live that down, man. Shout out to Jazz wherever you are in married land. Hopefully, hopefully you're doing well, bro. All right. So before we have to get back to what we're doing, last but never least. Victor Dandridge, oh. writer, creator, self-publisher. He even was the moderator of an image talking about their Ghost Machine imprint panel at uh, the New York Comic Con. Image Comics. Yeah, yeah, Image Comics. Okay, no, yeah. no, no, I know yeah. because he's an image. I'm like, Image what? Image oh, yeah, Comics. Image Comics talking about their Ghost Machine imprint. Uh, that was at the New York Comic Con. We did not see it because we didn't know about it because he couldn't talk about it. And, 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 and also, also because JP was a day late on that. Yeah, well, that's true too. And I think also, because uh, Victor's done everything. I, I, I think if I remember correctly, in the history books, he is the one that plugged Mount Vesuvius. Uh, <laughs> he stopped the sun from supernovaing. I remember that. And I'm pretty sure... <laughs> that was I'm, a great day. I'm pretty sure I'm voting for him for president in 2024. I'm not sure, but this guy, he does it all. So he is the hardest, hardest working, working man, man in comics. 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 You know, uh, He's got award-winning <laughs> projects in comics, including he's got hit titles like The Samaritan, uh, The Trouble with Love, Eight Minutes, uh, Wonder Care presents the, the, the Kinder Guardian. Kinder Guardian. Yeah, life. and uh, Origins Unknown. You know, check all those out. Um, this guy is just, he's just remarkable. Yes. He really is. Um, definitely another guy that when, when you sit there and talk comics, another guy that will give you an interesting viewpoint on what he feels is, you know, about certain books. And you're like, wow, even if yeah. I don't agree with you, that's a really interesting oh, no, he, take. he really does. And, you know, he's, I mean, he just, he's met a lot of people. He knows a lot of things. He got me it, Look, I'm not trying to talk it up, but at least I did get to meet Jeff Jones. Oh, my. I mean, again, not more than just a hey, how's it going? But like, but he was on the panel that he was moderating. Right. So then we, when we got our signatures that you missed out on. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, which this was Friday. Uh, yes. yes. I had to get Riley. I had to be dad. Come on, guys. Uh, that's no, your fault. Where's, was that where he went? That's the, no, yeah. no, because you yes. came back and we had our signatures, I think. I think no, he, no, he was he was, he was gone for the day. Oh, okay. I was gone for the day, yeah. Because yeah. trust me, I I, I would have remembered that. No, it was just it was a it was a great time. Uh, but again, Victor's always great, and it's been years we've known him. We have not gotten on the show this time. We will get him. I will I will bear trap him if I have to. Like <laughs> like he'll bleed out by the end of the episode, but I will bear trap him to the Victor, show. Victor, he's calling you a bear. Meanwhile, JP's hairier. I don't know what that's about, <laughs> but you know, okay. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is that we're flying to Chicago. Uh, nobody flies to Chicago. Oh. <laughs> Road trip. Yeah. Nobody flies to Chicago. See, now if he would have said nobody goes to Chicago, they would have won another person. We could I thought he was Ohio. Is, is it Ohio? It's, it's Ohio. Yes, it's Ohio. It's Ohio. not Chicago. Yeah. Because oh. I would have been down for Chicago years ago. Oh. Ohio, I'm still down for it also. Nobody. But Chicago. Ohio. Really? Nobody. 
<laughs> I'm a big major league fan from the movie. Sorry. Well, when there's an Ohio Comic Con, oh, there isn't one. There is. <laughs> wow. There's probably something I don't know. Victor, do you hear this? Blasphemy. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I guess we'll cut. We'll talk more about Comic Con later on after all our show. But I think you still but, have. But I did want to get the early on shout out to those people. Oh. The people I just mentioned, they're, they they oh, were all fantastic, and like I said, hopefully we'll get. All of them on individually at some point, uh, you know, to to find out what's going on, pick their brains. It, they were just it was just an amazing time this year. At least for me, it was to see talent is one thing to see people who definitely love their craft and be able to talk about it in an eloquent but down to earth way is mm-hmm. another thing. Right. And all these guys and I was this was a year that I did not do a lot of talking. I kind of stayed in the background. Mike and Ralph for uh, uh, Joe the internship. The Comic Con air was much cooler this year. Yep. <laughs> wow <laughs> anyway we hope to get you guys on soon at some point and we definitely will be doing it very soon definitely before the next comic con wow a year thank god we, we we move on a quick schedule i'm just saying i'm just <laughs> i mean we've never operated at the speed of light yeah you, know, you see when our episodes come out <laughs> m for marvel shout out to m for marvel is always like can you like release something within two weeks i would love to it's not up to us it's up to our lazy artist. Well, how about we get an artist to substitute the artist to help him out? Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, Listen. you know. Fine, you've convinced me. I'll bring my stick figures out of retirement oh, and I'll oh, do the cover. I'd pay for that one. Oh. <laughs> I'd pay for that one. Well, hold on. <laughs> to keep the show moving, don't you have like a a, 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 a movie where a black guy don't die? Um, there is that. And also, it's a horror film and or thriller where black people live to the end. I always like him to correct me because he sounds like he doesn't like when I do that, so I just fucking do it. Oh, it has way. a title for a reason. Whatever. It's your title. Go ahead. Anyway, so here uh-huh. we go. I'm sure, you know, Ralph has already cheated and looked it up on the internet, but here we go. My He's, Kindle doesn't have a browser. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Here we are. Anyway, he has right. got like 15 devices in front of him. Go ahead. <laughs> so one more time for the hoes at home. I know that... Uh, Who's going to be able to get this? It's uh, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell's going to be able to get this? I'm well, sure. That's going to be slam dunk for Tinkerbell. Yeah. Slam dunk. Because Emma Marvel is also a horror fan as well. Okay. So I'm. they're going to get it. Jess is going to get it. I will see. All right. Well, here we go. Once again, O.J. Hayward Jr. is a Hollywood horse trainer played by something sinister in the skies above his family's ranch. I'll give the movie because I know the movie. I, mad, I don't know the actor's name. And Ralph's going to probably get that. So I'm going to say the movie is Nope, and which came out last year. Ralph, what's the actor's name? You know, I should I know. I like his, the fact that he thinks he's correct. But he, go on. he said you know, so that means he doesn't know it. <laughs> so if, if, it's, if it's Nope, right, then I should know the guy's name because I'm pretty sure I told Mike about him. But I have no fucking clue. What would you just hold me? <laughs> oh, okay. The answer to your question, nope. No, I mean, that's correct. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so it is nope. And I don't know why you think you would be telling me about Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> like, 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 no, I was confusing him with the guy from the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Not why? Because mm-hmm. he's black. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. They all they both <laughs> look yes so alike. Quick. <laughs> I, they do not look alike yes, at all. Not Listen, even remotely. All the time. Listen, when Mike did that um, Black People of America convention for the future thing, and I was looking for him. I kept bumping people on the shoulder, on the on the shoulder, going Mike, and they're like, "Yes." <coughs> it was a different Mike. Yeah, we all respond to that though. Yeah. All black people, we we go by one common name. Oh, wow, <laughs> that makes so much sense. Now. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I guess we can move on. Oh wait, hold on, Ralph. Do you have any quick news? Yes. 
Spider-Man 2 for PS5 is out and it is incredible. You have a PS5? Yes, but don't tell Sony that because supposedly, you know, ever since I said some things to Sony and they're like, you can't have our stuff anymore. And I'm like, well, fuck you. So so they gave you a a, a PlayStation 3 and a 2? Yes. I had had it together. (laughs) That that was the hardest addition I've ever had. Okay, okay. Back to Spider-Man 2. I can't believe you have it. It's incredible. Really? I played the first one. I played the remastered one with all the DLCs. I am a perfectionist, so I, you know, unlocked everything and, and did I found all the little hidden uh, uh, stuff that you would have to find. And now I'm on my way to complete um, Spider-Man 2. I'm at 36% currently. Wow. That's a lot of free time for someone that hasn't put up the latest uh, episode of our podcast. Well, I'm waiting on the artist. Ah, still that artist. Yes. That. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I'm a, and the artist is a really good friend of mine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'd say, that ugly press guy, that right? button. It's that press ugly that guy, button. right? He would, what, what would he say? Uh... Not that one. that one. I don't oh, think anyone says that. Hold on. He Ralph has a button wow. that he uses all the time, but when it comes to me wanting to do it, wait, wait, I got, I got do you. I have do I have to do it? Because I can do my own sound effects. No, no, I got you. It's it's, it's in here. It's in here. It, oh boy. Wow. I this is not dead air. This is like this is there literally is. the walking dead air. Well, ready? Okay, ready. Fuck you. There we go. That's what I want. Fuck you. There we go. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Wow, that just sounds like the entire script of Doom Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Let's, so let's go into it. With one bitch. All right, all right. So Ralph's done with his quick news. I'm going to keep my quick news, or not quick news, Comic-Con news till the end. Let's go into um, Doom Patrol Season 4, Episodes 1 through 6. And with a synopsis, is a guy who doesn't have his voice on the soundboard, but probably should, Mike, also known as MFG. Take it away. My voice is too beautiful for that soundboard. Wow. I'm just saying. That is true. I tried to add it and it did not go well. It's just orgasm. How Mike speaks so clearly while he's sucking his own dick is amazing. That's like ventriloquism. He's got it down to a science. (laughs) I guess that's how people talk when they have a pipe in their mouth. I guess. Pretty much. (laughs) It's both a curse and a gift. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. Doom Patrol is a live action superhero series released by and through the HBO Max, now known as Max, streaming service. The series, developed by Jeremy Carver, was originally a spinoff of DC Universe's Titans TV series, but the CDW's Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline firmly placed Doom Patrol on Earth-21, while Titans remained on Earth-9. The show is an adaptation of the original Doom Patrol comic characters created by Arnold Drake, Bob Haney, and Bruno Premiani excuse me, uh, from uh, way back in My Greatest Adventures, number 80, from June of 1963. And then newer characters by Grant Morrison in Doom Patrol Volume 2, number 19, of February of 1989. Doom Patrol uh, Season 4 so far has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of... Yeah, no. Uh, it has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 100%. Stop. With, an, aud- Stop with an audience of 75% and an IMDb weighted average of 71 out of 100. Okay, that sounds more... more Everything like- sounded much more reasonable. Listen, I, I've I'm, never seen Ralph the Tech look so perplexed. You see, it, it looks like he finally listened to something I've said in this entire podcast. I mean, you said a hundred, right? Yeah, they six clawed it. I'm I'm the most forgiving here, and I would not give it a hundred. He's like, I'm the most forgiving, and you're still going to hell at the gates of heaven. <laughs> All right, with a little synopsis. Here we go. Suits, code names, mission plans. Could the dysfunctional freaks of Fantastic Feats finally be a superhero team fighting for the rights of others? Nah, but it was a half-hearted attempt at best. After taking down Codpiece, the groin-obsessed villain with a laser cannon compensating for his uh, 
shortcomings, the team accidentally time travels to the future where they, and the town, have nearly all been murdered by zombified werebutts. However, the realization of the destruction of the future only mildly impels the cagey comrades to attempt to change time. Meanwhile, whispered in the shadows and eventually shouted by various malefactors, Immortus rises. A threat that is both vague yet ominous and seems to hinge on stealing the core doomsters' longevities. But as usual, the contentious club members blunder through adventures of force age regression, fending off comic book aliens and battling their way out of black and white B-movies, all while seemingly trying to prove how little they actually care about each other. Ambivalence is high, self-interests are plentiful, motivations are mixed. Is this season's arc as compelling as previous years? Nah, but it was a half-hearted attempt at best. Wow. Alrighty, starring... Diane uh, Guerrero as Crazy Jane, oh. April Bowlby as Rita Farr, Elastigirl, uh, Javon Wade as Vic Stone, Cyborg, Matt Bomer as, um, sorry, I'm sorry, Matt Bomer and Matthew Zuck as Larry Trainer and Negative Man, uh, Brendan Fraser and Riley Shanahan as Clifford Steele, uh, aka Robot, Robot Man, Michelle Gomez as Laura DeMille, aka Madame Rouge. Abigail Shapiro as Dorothy Spinner, and Mark Shepard as Willoughby Kipling. All right, so let's get into it. Doom Patrol Season 4, Episodes 1 through 6. But before we even like dive into this weird, massive show, let's press that spoiler button, that button that we pay so much money for. Billions. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, Piss off, you wanker. And that um, never get dull warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Is that Stush? Fuck. <laughs> That's a good robot, man. Let me just read this script again. Fuck, 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 Stush. Fuck, 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 fuck. And that's even better. <laughs> All right, so let's do it. Let's talk about it. Um, Doom Patrol, season four, episodes one through six. Wish this was a video podcast. You can see me taking my glasses off because, you know, I'm meaning business now. That also means you can't see me when I go to hit you. <laughs> I can't see a lot of things, bro. But let's talk about things we have seen, like this show. So um, let me ask you a question off the bat. We've only seen, or at least we're only reviewing six episodes. Is this season coming off very Doom Patrol-esque? Or is the Doom Patrol-esque-ness reduced a little bit from these six episodes? That was a big intake of air. So, it's like they said, all right, season one, two, and three, turn it up a thousand. Let's give it all. Let's make it so much Doom Patrol that you don't even realize that this is Doom Patrol, which is what happened with me. I didn't realize I was watching Doom Patrol because it was... Unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah, I wouldn't get that far. To me, it feels like they said, hey, have you ever watched Doom Patrol? Nah, I've seen a couple of episodes. Okay, I need you to write season four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just it feels like somebody imitating someone that's been writing Doom Patrol. Really? You feel that way? If, in many many aspects, it's because it's it's kind of what Ralph was saying. I'm not saying that's what he was alluding to, but no, taking what he's saying, it, it feels like... Yeah. Like they're trying to be Doom Patrol, like like someone's trying to imitate it, and it's like, no, you're supposed to be Doom Patrol. What happened to your writers? It's nothing feels clever this time. It just feels like we're going for extreme fuck shock, mm -hmm. like fuck, fuck fuck fuck. I mean, like literally. I mean, to the point that there was actually that was Rita's line, <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, and there's points sometimes when they keep saying it, but it just feels like like it, it feels like a oh, what's the guy uh, that does the boys? Um, uh, uh, um, Huey, Brunchy. not Huey. Um, um, Butcher. 
No, who does Ma- the voice? Oh, oh, Garth Ennis. Yeah, it just feels like Garth Ennis wrote this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like, see like, what you're yeah, saying. That, that third grade, like, like it, it's what made the Doom Patrol. The Doom Patrol. It feels like a little bit of it's lost. Like this whole. Their infighting is not even infighting anymore. It's or it's not even their like, uh, you know, I'm kind of bothered by things. Like it's just it's hard to believe they even like each other. This, yeah. this doesn't feel like their normal kind of selfishness. It's it's their selfishness ratcheted up like like Ralph said, like to a thousand, mm. but not in a good way. And especially not for a fourth season, because that's a lot you have to resolve. And as we've seen, and we'll get to that, like, like the way Rita's been treating Madame Rouge. Yeah. Like like it's so prolonged that now at this point it's unbelievable that they could ever resolve it, and then when they try to resolve it, it's like boom, boom, boom. But don't, <laughs> but don't you feel like this is maybe a product of the fact that we know that this is the last season? The fact that because maybe you would take a different angle, or maybe you would stagger some of the animosities and the rivalries. Possibly, but and, I would kind of think they kind of also knew it was their last season. Well, what I'm saying <laughs> is that they're writing it this way because they're like, if you start with the conflict early on and started it hot and heavy, you can land in for what, what, what is this like? Is this a 12 episode season yeah, or it's, okay. it's two pieces so, of six? Yeah. So um, it, when it comes in for its landing, you can kind of resolve everything. Okay. You how do I say this? You won't tightens the ending. If you know what I mean. Right. You know how Titans was just kind of like get all this stuff and then everything resolved in that last episode? Like, oh, well, I, I don't want to be part of the team either. Oh, well, neither do I. And well, it's like yeah. so fucking convenient. I feel like maybe they're they're starting off large so they can resolve all their issues by like, you know, episode seven or eight. So then 9, 10, 11, 12, you know, it could ease into right. a nice That's ending. Exactly. You, you know what that was with the ending of, of, of Titans? It was the happy ending in Wind's World. Remember that? <laughs> Titans, as we've already talked about Titans before, but Titans just felt like, you know, like it's like someone had just finished the last sentence and they were like, you're canceled. And they were like, <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> you know, um, no, this it's just different. Like it's because the thing is, when you the level of animosity, all the characters seem to have for each other and the level of whether it's distrust or just not care, like the, the level's so strong for something that, you know, for family that's been, you know, living the, together for this long, it's it's something that's too hard to then just wrap up. Like, you know, it, it's, you know, again, we'll get to it like in, in uh, episode uh, five, no, yeah, five, uh, with the youth patrol. Right. Like, you know, we, we see them try and reconcile uh, Rita and Madame Rouge, and it just felt so like, oh, I kind of forgive you. And you're like, really? Because you've treated her like absolute garbage, like like mm-hmm. garbage to the point that no... No one, even someone that's looking for forgiveness, would have put up with. Right. <laughs> you know. Well, but let's, I guess, well, go let's, back. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we can we can dissect all the episodes, or we can go by, um, or we can go by character routes because we're gonna go through that anyway. Mm-hmm. Because, um, I mean, I'll say this because you guys talked about Ralph and you too, Mike. You guys both talked about how it felt like so, so, uh, an imitation of an imitation, mm-hmm. or like, like a copy of a copy. Right. Like, like it wasn't. It just seemed like it's phoned in i guess a little bit the writing mm-hmm. but for me it felt i guess i'm i'm not saying i'm done i think it's funny when they do the over the top stuff but is so they start off with you know coming in in episode one and, and they and they do the whole cod piece thing <laughs> i don't know for some reason i was like wow, really well first of all it is actually from the comics I, is, I, oh i know it's from so the comics sad. oh it's actually funny but it's sad <laughs> is the ash cannon guy also in the comics no Oh. I don't believe so. No, no. I think that part. They just, I think that part is the one I was like, because also they. Wow. They also only gave him like a laser cannon. Like his he his cod piece fires. Let's say he has like a grappling hook, 
It's just, it's just everything. It's just, I think it's got like a water cannon, which just right there alone is like, all right, stop. It's so giving. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, yeah. So we're starting off there and even that felt clunky. The, the way it started, I guess it's just, they've never opened up like that before. And that felt clunky for them to me. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, of course we watched the recaps and of course if, 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 if you have any time, always watch like the last couple episodes from the season before because it felt such like such a while since mm-hmm. I've watched Doom Patrol that I had to be reminded. But you're definitely right. There was something about starting in with them going right into battle and and, and now Reed is the leader and you know it, it, it felt it, it didn't feel quite like the way I would want to be introduced to this cast. Yeah. But but I think part of it is maybe the thinking that maybe the thinking is well we. You know, we know these guys. You should know these guys. Let's just go right into our story. And that's story. true, except for, well, we'll get into individual characters, but you about to say, uh, Ralph? <laughs> Ralph, Ralph's thinking, or a.k.a. yawning. Um, I I just thought it was interesting how, um, one, they adapted the time machine to the top of the robot's head, and then they pretty much just, or was it the time machine blew up, right? But it like, or it got damaged? No. What happened to the time machine afterwards? Well, I mean, they had to use it to get back to our time, remember? Right. I remember um, that. But I mean, it got to work. It just, it's something just kind of fizzled out right. on it or something like that. And they needed time for it to, I think, cool down it's or something. so convenient. Yeah, of course it is. And that's fine. I mean, you need to build a story. But it's just, like I said, it just, it, it's, what's problem with this season is, um, I'm going to just start with the character, like, like go, go Crazy Jane. I was, she's not crazy. Like, like, she's, she's in fact, very level-headed. She's very angry. She's just angry Jane. Mm. And, and, and then fine, her character's been angry for four seasons, and I'm fine with that. I'm not bothered by that. But she used to have the crazy because we got the popping in and out of personalities. And that seemed to be dwindling down in, in, at the, towards the end of season three. But like now, it's. I mean, it's a well feature of this season right now so far is that she isn't able to access. So it's like, well, you've you've watered down the character almost to the point that it feels like, did you just not want to pay the actresses to be her other personalities? Or like, it just almost feels like, because it's not, her power isn't, well, I guess some of her powers are visual. So it's like, are you just cheaping out on the CGI? Like, it just feels like there's not a good reason that yeah. she's not the crazy, like now she's just this angry girl with no power. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, I guess, and, and I'm not trying to forgive this show for anything. But I feel like the, you know, part of it is number one for 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 three seasons, you've had her jumping around with all the different personalities, sticking with one crazy one, then she turns to a different one, and maybe part of the change of pace is actually having the actual gene in control and see what's going on. It's almost like Cyborg for for three seasons, he had all these cybernetic parts. Now we have no cybernetic parts. Another thing that feels like they don't want to pay money on, but I think Ralph, what were you about to say? Um, I I just say that. Um, oh God damn it! What's her name? Diane Crazy Guerrero. Jane? Crazy Jane. Yes, uh, Diane. She did a great job of portraying those different yeah. characters. Um, and it's just a shame that they don't let her in yeah. this season. They they haven't let her do that because even so far, well, so far, right. so far yeah. yeah. Um, because the only other character she did was the Doctor, right? And that was in the very beginning. Yeah, and then right. they they got rid the of Doctors. Her. They're the most boring ones, but I get the purpose of her. <laughs> they, she she like controls them. She's right. mind control. Yeah, right. Um, but she got rid of them, you know. I, well, she they they got rid of her because they you see her disintegrate right in, inside the mind. Well, she was basically like Jane, you don't need me anymore, kind of a thing. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> no, but she got she got also like disintegrated. Right, too. but isn't, I thought that was because I thought maybe I'm just misremembering that it was kind of because like she was kind of like you don't need me anymore. No, I think it, oh, it wasn't that. Oh, no, okay. I, I remember oh, it, was, okay. it was like she was in in the underground right. and then she like just yeah. I I thought that was the reason that she just went to dust. I don't remember. Um, 
but so that I, I was just, you know, I, I didn't like that fact because it was very interesting. And even when the you go, uh, like you've only seen the characters in the underground mm-hmm. and, and not even all of them. You only see um, the one that's like the... Yeah, I can't remember what it is. Like the hurt child or whatever. I forget. Yeah. Um, Scarlet something or something Scarlet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even that, I think there was one episode where, oh, when they get the, the zombie butt, they it, she actually, they imply that Flit gets them back to the house. Right. That's how they disappear, but you don't even see her. Right. You know? Right, right, right. That's true. It's like they, they cut off. So I right. think it's, just, it's more like what you were saying, Cap, that they just don't want to have the budget to pay for. Well, I, 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 I actually might kind of mention that, but I, I kind of seconded it. Right. I, I do think there is some kind of, you know, um, trying to keep things cheap. I'm hoping that maybe it's something else later on. Maybe they bring out, but like I said, after three seasons of doing it, maybe you did wanted to go do something different. It's just not working. So, I or for you guys, not working. I don't want to spoil it for you. Then oh, don't. don't. <laughs> but fuck. So far, that's a no. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, it, it's interesting because like all the character arcs. I feel like they've they're, they're trying to really do some things that are different, and it's interesting because one thing that um, I talk with Troy about shout out to Troy, um, we talk about when people take chances and risks with characters to push them outside of what we're used to them doing to make an interesting story, and I think part of that is that sometimes you're going to take risk and you're going to fail, but is it possible to fail with all one, two, three, four? I don't think all of the failures. Right. Like, like for example, how do you guys feel about Negative Man? Oh, he's fine. I mean, I, I, I'm the whole fine thing with, with Keegan, but, but it's not moving along. Yeah, and that's my problem. It's just we're stagnating in the same like, oh, but I want to be a good father. And I mean, and I get that, but that, but that Larry, we've known that for three seasons that he regrets not having been able to be there for his kids. I mean, that was heartbreaking when his his young son died of old age because yeah. you know his, because of his longevity. Um, so this just feels like, oh, let's just keep dragging on the, oh, King, where are you? Oh, King, where are you? Oh, King. Yeah. That's just every episode now. So you yeah. feel like it's kind of the opposite of what they've done with, uh, what I think they've done with with Jane and Cyborg, where Jane and Cyborg are doing something totally new and different. You're saying that Larry Trainer is they're doing the same note, basically. A different mechanism, but the same well, kind it, of... It's different as in, it's the point is different, but they're just re-hammering that same nail in this season, like it's just because I mean he didn't really go that way with Keeg. It's just this season he's really looking at his Keeg as more of his kid for right. the most part. I mean he started last season, but but it's just like but we're going nowhere with it. It's like oh Keeg's misbehaving, he's not listening to me, and da, da 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 da, and it's just getting old because it's it feels like they're saying oh we don't really have much of a script, so let's just say oh you can't find Keeg, go find Keeg, you know. But I do like in this season I will say that I do like I, I, they're definitely in. They're investigating the characters, as they always do, but right. we're getting much more about, I guess, their hopes, their wants, their dreams because of Immortus, and we'll get to that whole thing eventually, but Ralph, you're about to say? Um, I, I honestly feel that we're in the fourth season, right? Larry should have either some form of control over Keeg, right? Mm-hmm. Or or be able to have some sort of uh, good symbiosis with him right? where, like, they're like in tune, you know, right. like they, they, they are one. Cause remember when he met, um, the other, uh, the, the woman, right. right. Like, and she, and she told them, she's like, listen, you basically have to accept them and become, right. you know, one spirit, one being, right. And you can, you know, have access to all this power and all this ability. She told him what to do. Right. And he's still, 
oh, yeah. you know, I can never be one because I haven't accepted myself and I still regret all this shit that I did and blah, 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 blah. blah. I get but, it. Wow. Like, move on. Well, and the thing is, too, we, again, we know that in real life, yes, these things can drag on and people can never get over them. This is not real life. Characters have to develop or they become stagnant and you just start to be like, I don't really care that much. Right. So it's just like, I mean, it doesn't have to be a happy ending for him. It could be sad, but there needs to be development. Like, right now, it doesn't feel like as much as I still like Larry Trainer as a character, Negative Man, I just don't feel that like they're doing much with him. Like his his whole thing. I mean, think about it, like with, with, with we're seeing these six episodes. It's just like he's just still down on himself. Like, you know, where, whereas every season we always see like, oh, he found that positive note. Okay, you know, it's like, okay, you don't have to become a totally different person, but it's like then a new season starts and he's exactly the Larry he was before. Yep. And then again, we need to show, oh, there's positive things out in the world, da, 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 and you see him branch out to only go back again. And again, that can happen in real life. That's not what you need in the story. Even if it right. goes bad, if he turns into a bad person, that's at least a change. This the stagnant, and especially with the same stagnant writing of his character, it's stagnant. <laughs> you know? I never, I never knew stagnant could be used so many times. <laughs> I thought I was speaking because I'm kind of redundant. So the stagnant, stagnant of the stagnant, stagnant, right, stagnant, right. Um, now it's it's funny because, like I said, um, you know, I don't think all the characters are bad. No, I, I don't think all the like like I said, I like when people take risks. I think sometimes if it's take a chance. And I think what Mike brings up an interesting point, the idea of a, if you're if you're writing something, you know, you can take a risk, but how long do you let that risk right. l- like like be yeah. prolonged and then say, okay, let's let's bring it back so they come to some kind of resolution right. or a resolution that could tie into the rest of the story. Right. I will take a, a person that has had a change, Cyborg. I don't like his change particularly, <laughs> but he literally, they've, they've gone somewhere else with him where we haven't gone before, you know? Right. You mean the uh, whiny little bitch? Ugh. Wow, uh, uh, I'm saying wow a lot because I'm just really, I'm really like taken aback <laughs> by you guys. Cybernetically enhanced human, but you can't tell he's cybernetically enhanced because he took away his enhancements. It's a, they were just better off just like they should before every uh, episode just be like, just imagine he still has his cyborg armor on, <laughs> <laughs> and then he go pew pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I the 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 very first episode where Rita's like, um, I told you to stay in the van. And if you don't like it, you can stay at home. And like it's it's fucking understandable. Yeah. You're more vulnerable now. You have you serve literally no purpose. You're to the, the guy team. in the chair. You right. should be the guy in the chair. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can die right. more easily now because you have no way to defend and yourself. And also, unlike them, he doesn't have this longevity and whatever yeah. else that helps them just seem to heal at times, you know. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're you're just a person with are we supposed to be understanding that there's metal under his skin? Yeah, so right. so the he still had because remember the explosion took away right. his limbs. Right. Right. Um so it's still robotic, but it's just like flesh covered. Right. But because of the the way that they had to um implant the new uh, parts they had to take away the old machinery because right. you can't have like it shape shifting in, into right. uh, guns and, and you know, and you know cannons and stuff like that. Skin alloy that's right. hard to replace. You know because you know Cyborg is known for his not being able to do anything with his sonic cannon or be a computer or oh you're just a person yeah. and, well, and then that has its moment. I was like I'm okay with that because <laughs> yeah. once again it's taking a risk it's doing something that we've never seen before it's like Superman 2. I mean, we've seen Superman countless times not have powers, but back in 78 mm, or 81. I wasn't born yet. 
Screw you both. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, when Superman lost his powers and he was just Clark and living his life and da da da, you know, boning Lois. Oh, night long. <laughs> <laughs> when we saw that, like, oh wow, this is different. I mean, interesting. Whether you saw it Lois. interesting or whatever, it was nice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Serious question. Oh. So, so um, after he got his powers back, did his sperm also get the power back? That was that no, it wasn't in the case. Okay, okay. Or it wasn't outside the case with him. Wow. True. Okay, let's go back to let's go back to Doom Patrol. Let's talk about <laughs> Superman sperm. Um, but I, but I, super sperm. I, I am okay with with um, Cyborg not being Cyborg, but I right. definitely want to see something. I, I do think it is kind of boring, and I do yeah, think and that's that my only challenge. Like, I, I have, have no problem to that. with yeah. them, the non-Cyborg, but I'm like, your story's so boring. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's also being rehashed. Oh, I just wanted to be normal, da, da, da. And I'm like, yeah, you've been saying that for six episodes. Can we move this along? He's like, Mar- I'm going to use an analogy I heard in some comedy show recently. He's Marilyn from the Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only normal one. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, well, you're not really interesting at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a real boy. <laughs> um, now, now, you guys talked real quick, or at least you introduced the idea about, you know, how Rita had to have that conversation with um, Cyborg about, you know, get the fuck back in the van with us. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. How do we feel about Rita's change? Now, you know, her trying to be a leader to having to defer once or actually be kicked out of being a leader nice. because they felt like you, you're you not ready for this particular mission. This is Ralph's you, girl. You better watch what you're saying. So I love her. You love Rita? I, well, I love the actress playing Rita. She's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. I hate the direction that they keep going with her where it's like she's, she's confident and then down. And she's confident again and then down. And then it's like at this point, like so we've seen her show some mastery control over her abilities only to then lose all control right. because of something someone says or some of uh, one of her insecurities being uh, touched upon right I'm, I'm at this point i'm like come on also four seasons yeah four seasons you would have you know developed a way to deal with that and understand and say i'm not gonna let that you know control me now but i think that that's why this is why doom patrol is a very imperfect team because even though you would think that over the course of four seasons, they'd have more mastery of it. This is what makes them imperfect. This is what makes them dysfunctional. The fact that some some of them might not have control of their powers, like Rita, and, and not for nothing. She's an insecure person as a character, period. So understand that if her mastery is linked to her emotional stability or instability, you know, you're going to have issues where she crushes somebody right. because she can't control her form. Sorry, I, blew, I already went there, but I went there. Yeah. Also, she has a high body count. Higher than anybody on the team. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's by the count of kills. Well, well that's kills. something. That's something oh, that eventually I, will, will I, be see, talked about. See, I'm sorry. In the hood, you say body count. I'm not thinking kills. Yeah. Nah. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm sure she probably you know got that high number too if she wanted to. No, but, I don't you know. think she did though. She. For she, those of you who don't when, know, when, remember I'm when we saw her sex. when we saw her her flashbacks to herself. She seemed like she was like, nah, I'm not doing that to get ahead. Right. That's true. That's true. You know. Never mind. But uh, but no, I mean, some people don't do head. Go ahead. Yeah, but I, I like. <laughs> I like April Bowlby's. Um, acting she's really great mm-hmm. um and when she's when they again because it's so much of the character just dwelling on one thing so when she's not just dwelling on the, the the fact that this guy that she loved was killed under the instruction of madame rouge back in the day when she's not dwelling on that i like i like that she does have change and growth again i might i want something more positive for her but at least she does seem to be shifting here and there um still not enough to me i i would just again i don't need it to be positive i just would like to see an actual growth of some form, just yes. one part, you know, um, and the closest part is, 
And they do. They kind of bounce back and forth. Is her being the leader? Yeah. They, they, they that part they're trying to kind of pin on her, and I'm cool with it every now and then to get shaken, but not when it's just to the point. It's like, oh, give up, you know? Because I'm like, well, you should be a little bit stronger than this by this point, because that's the whole thing with the other three seasons. We saw, like Ralph pointed out, you've been getting stronger even with your personality, not just your powers, your control of them, but but in the control now, flashing back to what the cap just said. It's linked to your personality and your feelings, but we saw you growing. Yeah. So for you to be bouncing backwards, again, we can backslide. That's a real thing in real life. This isn't real life. I need you to move on because I don't want to see this, you know, uh, out of 12 episodes. I don't want episode 11 for her to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a perfectly fine person. You know, you're like, well, what? <laughs> you know? Um, so that's the only thing I'm, I'm worrying. But I, I, I definitely love her. And uh, yeah, watch, how about her, her, her? But here's the only thing about it, and I th- it goes back to Mike's point about everybody being bitchy with each other. It feels like she's got the most enemies. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, yeah. she doesn't get along with Madame Rouge. She doesn't get along with Cyborg. She barely talks to Crazy Jane. Um, fuck, um, fuck Cliff. Right. And Larry, well, Larry is her only friend, and, and yeah. Larry, he turns on her every time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't think you're good for this mission. I think you need to be led. Damn, eat two Brutus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. You know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it seems extra vicious this season. Like, and and I don't like that part. I mean, I can find if they want to explore their own, you know, again, their hopes, their wishes, da 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 da, which is kind of key to what's going on with Immortus. That's fine, but I'm like, you can still care for each other. That's kind of like saying, like, like you know, you, you have your brother or sister, and you're like, well, I want to, you know, go on to explore singing, and oh, I want to go on and explore coding, so I'm just now going to hate you. And hate, oh, oh, you need help with that? Screw you. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, but you you, you guys have been through a lot. And and yes, we know deep down there's love, but like, this is the level of of, of apathy and, and, and just outright bitchiness that's like yeah that's a little bit too clear, far even for a family at this point i i disagree yeah. i'll say this i can see what you're saying i just also feel like it's I, well maybe here's what i feel i feel like it's the opposite i'm bringing up the titans again the opposite of the titans where the titans were uh, at the end it was very clean and everybody was happy for each other and all this other stuff i think this is the opposite and i think they maybe they swung a little bit far to the to, to the other side yeah, yeah. but i think it's a little bit more realistic because you know, there is no, there are no clean endings in life. Or right. there can be, but not simultaneous. Maybe I'll put it that way. Okay. Not simultaneous. Not everybody's things is not going to yeah. line up perfectly and, and it's going to be the end. You know, like, I feel like to see this conflict and to see them all, like, having these issues, maybe they could have toned it down. Or like I said earlier, maybe stagger it. Right. So that, you know, you have okay. maybe, maybe trainers not going at it with, you know, Rita right. at that point. Right. When she's fucking giving Rouge the stink eye every five right. seconds. But I do think that, you know... Oh, all of them com- combined just seems like a right. lot. I think if they staggered it, it would have been better. But before we get to the normal uh, fourth member of the team, I do want to do Rouge before. Let's do Rouge. Because I, I it's too much on the last. Let's do Rouge. <laughs> um, I love Michelle Gomez. I, I just, I think she's a great actress. He I, said that yeah. at Comic-Con. Yeah. He was like, I love Michelle Because well, she was at Comic-Con. I didn't go see her. I wasn't going to pay for an autograph. I'm sorry, everybody, but I wasn't. <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> now, I, but I, what, now I don't got to pay for it for, for, for um, his birthday, which is coming up for both of you. But anyway. Yeah. But, uh, but. Do you think I should tell him that I actually had dinner with her after Comic-Con and she just couldn't stop raving about Mike? Ralph, Ralph, dreams don't count. Dreams don't count. No, this actually happened. She, she said, It actually happened in your dream. Yeah, she, she was walking by and she heard me talking and she goes, Ralph the Tech? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, oh my God, I love your podcast. And I'm like, wait a sec, you're Michelle Gomez. And she goes, yeah, that's me. And then she goes, is Mike here? And I'm like, you know, Mike, she's like, I love Mike. And I'm like, Mike loves you. <laughs> okay. 
Um, people listening to the show, before I give it back to Mike, let me know how long I need to let Ralph have these delusions of grandeur. What's the timing? 30 seconds, one minute. I just you guys shoot let him with a trank gun. Wow. <laughs> that explains all the holes. You heavy-handed bitch. <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Anyway, I do. I love Michelle Gomez. I think she's, I mean, everybody, anybody, and we know that a lot of you out there are Doctor Who people. That was Missy for all of you that don't know who she is or think you don't know who she is. And for you more at-home people on Netflix, she was, uh, I can't think of the demon name that she played, but she was on Sabrina uh, on the, uh, what did they call it? The, the new the, one? The Chilling Tales. The Chilling Tales. Yeah. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh, she was in that. Um, she's just a fabulous actress. I, I, I think she's amazingly funny. Uh, actually, there's a comedy. It's old now. It's from, like I think, the early 2000s called Green Wing. And she's just hilarious. She's like this HR woman. And she's just... The whole thing is crazy. I think... I, I, going off on another tangent, I think that's where Scrubs came from, personally. Oh, uh, okay. I, I think. I'm not sure. Love then, Scrubs, by yeah, the way. But anyhow, so she's in that. But So she's playing Madame Rouge, who in uh, season three... Uh, was back in the day working for the Bureau. Um, and Madame Rouge is not like them. She's, she's not that we're aware of. She's not um, one of the chief's experiments. It doesn't seem like it anyhow. And she just seems to be a metahuman, I yeah. guess, and some, some way back in the day. Right. Um, who has the ability to change into whatever. She's a shapeshifter. Yeah, shapeshifter she wants. Um, and uh, so if you remember from season three, um, she wasn't thinking her best thoughts. And the woman, I mean, the, the guy that uh, Rita was in love with, Madame Rouge instructed Wally, who comes later into the story, uh, to kill him. So Rita's, that's what Rita has against Madame Rouge, that she is responsible for the death of her lover. Dum, I, dum, so, dum. Yeah, so, I mean, I get an animosity, but it's just, again, it's just too long. It's like either, either deal with it more venomously or start the healing process or pull earlier. Back. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause it was just, it's just getting so demeaning that, like I said, even a person that wants forgiveness, it's like, Madame Rouge was, she never seemed like the kind that's like, I will just roll on my back, you know, and you can rub my tummy as much as you want because I'm that submissive. She didn't, she wasn't that character in season three. So for her to be literally her opposite in season four, so much so, it's like, okay, she has some I backbone. I hear you, yeah. She'd have some backbone, you know. She'd be like, look, bitch. Right, at some point she'd be like, I'm not saying that I still don't want forgiveness, but knock it off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? I said, I said, I said, I said, bitch. <laughs> what, I, what I think about is that comparison you just made right now. I think about um, for the for people who follow comic books, when Astonishing X-Men was out mm-hmm. and, and you had this conflict between Emma Frost and Kitty Pryde. Right. And, and you know, and you have this decades old rivalry or at least decades. She tried us. to kill her when she was 13 years old. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm in the same category when, <laughs> when, when, when you sent to kill the, the person that I love. I mean, you know, you have the same kind of feelings, but I do agree that, you know, after, especially the way they developed Rouge personality wise, mm-hmm. Rouge would have been like, I, you need to pull that back <laughs> or we're going to have some, we're going to have some words. Wait, <laughs> you know? There's one more word you're missing. Bitch. There we go. Much better. Okay. No, no. She's from Scotland. That is not the word she's going to be using. What's the word you What's the word she's using? It's going to begin with a C. It's oh. going to end with a T. And I'll see you next, next Tuesday, Tuesday about that. <laughs> uh, can't? Yeah. Something like that. Nice. Well, with a Scottish accent? Probably. <laughs> can't. Can't. Count. Okay. We're both. But we're, we're all butchering accents. <laughs> um, I don't know what you're talking about, Captain. <laughs> oh. I've given it all she's got. She ain't got no more. All right. So. You're right. <laughs> so Mike left the most normal, <laughs> um, the most normal member for last, or at least last of the description of the main characters, which is 
Robot Man, Cliff, who has this new thing where they were able to develop the sense of feeling in his right hand. No, finger. Finger, sorry. His finger. <laughs> on his finger. right hand. Sorry, on his right hand, sorry. Uh, I mean, and, and he starts going. Tip of the finger. <laughs> tip of the finger that he was going to save to be able to touch his grandkid. Which just sounds dirty no matter how you write that story. I try. <laughs> so after he fingers his kid, go on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it just doesn't come out right. <laughs> it's, like finger... it's like that Animaniacs joke, fingerprints. Fingerprints, I barely know him. Um, but... How are we feeling about Robot Man's arc? Is this another one note? Are we are we gonna move forward? Because let's be honest, Robot Man is part of the comic relief. Mm -hmm. He is the stuff that's gonna have that visceral, guttural, layman's terms reaction of "What the fuck!" But he's the same fart joke every. Yeah. If, if, if cast our minds back to my review of season three, and I was not happy with Cliff by mid season three, it ooh, has ooh, only gone down. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, I can't stand his character. I mean, it is literally zero development with only the occasional glimpse of like, okay, he'll say something that's kind of wise and important or something like that. But that And that feels wrong when he says it. It feels so out of character when they make him make a good point. It's like, no, no. Because, it, again, it's not like he's unpleasant with a heart of gold. You know, something like It's like he will literally screw over his teammates. Mm -hmm. Just screw them over to the point of like, they'll probably die. And it's it's kind of like Homer Simpson. Like, you put us in this and now you kind of got us out. I'm not going to thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's to that level that I'm like, I can't stand this character. Because that, that was my problem in season three. I, I guess for me, I mean, it's... The redundancy is what bothers me, not the fact that he's not a likable person. Because I think that everybody in the group, there's got to be... Like, right now, the ones that care the most, you, you know, you, you, your heart bleeds for Crazy Jane. Your heart bleeds for Larry Trainer, Your heart may even bleed for Rita. Mm -hmm. But when, but there's got to be somebody that you're like, oh, fuck him. But, I mean, he's, he's the just, old, He's the fuck him. And, and yeah. there's got to be that I way. mean, but he's it's, just... But he's to the point that, like, it's... It's, you, I mean, again, you're, it's a team. You're, you're not supposed to literally hate the team member. Like, you're supposed to be like, I'm not a fan of you, or I really, I, you know, if, you, if one had to go, it'd be you. It's like, I hate him. <laughs> you know, like, like you know, because he makes these decisions. Like, how do you not kill this wearbutt or make sure it's, fro or bear, I mean, whatever. It's like, you are literally, I mean, at this point, he is now responsible for the, the butt apocalypse. Single-handedly, it's not like he's just. Oh, I was involved. I mean, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> All because I mean, like even, and it, it kind of makes me mad that they got a little meta, because remember, even Rouge is just like you're the imbecile. Mm -hmm. But like, and there it's like you know supposed to be funny, but it's also kind of like because she's pinpointing what each character is. But it's like he's beyond the imbecile. Like you're doing stuff that like even an idiot would be like, this is probably not good judgment. Like, like, like he, I mean, fine. And the character there supposedly has Parkinson's and that's causing him tremors and stuff, but Parkinson's doesn't make you stupid. So it's not even like you can say like, okay, well he's got other things. It's like you evidently weren't a stupid man. Why are you suddenly actually stupid? I'm going to let Ralph speak. I know Ralph's been waiting and then I'm going to come back to why I think that that it actually fit this character. Go ahead, Ralph. Oh. I, I saw you, I saw you like prepping and yeah. I have your permission to speak, Master. Go right ahead, sir. All right. And that's over. Anyhow. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so, I was going to mention the Parkinson's thing. Mm -hmm. um, 
that has seemed to be non-existent except when they want to mention it right right in the third season he was like suffering right and degenerating quickly Mm -hmm. and in this season it's almost non-existent only uh in the later episodes you might see something but um so far his attitude is just horrible because it's like he's like being selfish it's almost like they use the words out of my mouth continue it's it's almost like he has i don't i want to say dementia where he's sort of like regressed to like a younger state right and he's at that selfish state where it's just like i want this i want to go touch my grandson it's still horrible to see. See, I see no matter what way you put it. <laughs> I can't even do a rim shot for that. <laughs> and I don't even control the board. <laughs> I, I don't even want to press that one. You don't even oh. want to touch that one? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, wow. He touched it. Go ahead. Um, so it's like, it's it's just pure selfishness, you know? And then like in the first season, he was more of a team player, you know, mm-hmm. where they're like, he need, they needed help and he might grumble about it, but he would help, you right. know? But now it's always it's it's. Well, still remember there. that started happening in season three. Remember when he was gambling? Yes. Like, yeah. And he was gambling away their things. And I'm like, yes. this is a level of disrespect that goes past. Like, oh, you know how he is. It's like, no, no. I I, st- <laughs> I still feel that. The, I mean, obviously the way it's written, they're a dysfunctional family, right? And understand that the way this functional family runs is that all these bad things happen but they still find a way to work together right. and even if it doesn't make sense you're like i would have fucking kicked them out years ago but that's not the way dysfunctional families work right. they're a dysfunctional family and let's also remember if he's close to death or or feeling like he's gonna deteriorate or whatever that selfishness is spot on mm-hmm. that selfishness and that assholeness and that is all about me and making dumb decisions like mm-hmm. you were saying mike um um that's spot on the cat that's that's a really well-written character if you ask me because it's or well-written in regards to motivation and even though you're like well somebody smart would do that well when you're selfish you don't think with a clear mind you're thinking of what can I get out of this? Oh, somebody else? Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, it's too fucking late. That's true. I, I just don't like it. I mean, and it maybe it's because it is so far off of the character. Not yeah. in the comics, I mean, from what he was. And again, I understand you might have problems, but it's just, like I said, for me, it's just so far. Yeah. And and it's literally almost always putting his teammates in direct harm yeah. that I'm just like, it's it's taking the fun out of it for me. Ah. And I'm not looking for a typical superhero thing because it never has been. But it's just, it's kind of sucks the joy out of the scenes that he's in. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I've always liked the interactions that he's had with Jane because mm-hmm. they seem yeah. to have a closer connection. Well, because he, he really likes her and obviously yeah. he can never have her. You yeah. Know? yeah and, and, and I'm glad they, I mean, they've never really went there. They always kind of like lean towards it. They pull away. They well, lean. he's told her kind of, and then she's kind of brushed it off, you know, which right. is cool. That's normal. That, that's yeah. going to happen with a teammate or a, a housemate that you're like, hey, plus. We ain't going to be doing nothing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? And, and also, like, when you really think about it, besides um, Cyborg, he's tech, uh, Cliff is technically the youngest member yeah. besides Cyborg yeah. of the team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rita's, oh, wow. Rita's, Rita's the oldest. Yeah. And then Larry's the second because he's from, not even born, he, he's from the 50s. Yeah. Right. And then he was already, so he's probably born in the 30s. He's probably 20 something, yeah. you know? Right. And then it's um, and Rita was famous in the 30s yes. already. And then Crazy Jane. Right. Who seems to have popped up. 70s, Around the sixties, like 60s, late sixties, early seventies, yeah. Because yeah. she's got that like whole free love kind of. You'll see her in like a yeah, was hippie that, type thing for a while, yeah. Uh, Miranda yeah. was the one who like got her in the cult, right? Right, yeah. And oh, was, that's right. She was yeah. like raped repeatedly or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, now, before we talk about the big bad, which is Immortus, 
how are we feeling about the zombie butts coming back? How you know, like like there's, there's a part of it that it's funny, the butt apocalypse, that it's like it's almost too over the top for me. So okay, so singing funny, still funny though. Seeing uh, the butts singing Shapoopy. Right, hilarious. Uh, a little bit too on, uh, a little bit it was on the too nose. Long. Like, like if they had just given me like five seconds, maybe, but it was a little, you know. Agreed. Still funny, right? right? Um, too many elements going on in the story. Yeah. Like, give me Immortus. Give me a Buttpocalypse. Or give me one first, and then give me the other. Don't give me it all together. Well, they're sprinkling a little here, a little there. Yeah. It's, it's it's very hard. It's it's a lot going on in just six episodes with only six more left that it just, it, it feels like, and I'm not, I don't want to be doom, doom, protective, uh, <laughs> but it just feels like you're setting me up for failure. Like, like you might give me one piece of this four different things you've got going on and you might end that properly but the other three are going to not, you know, it's like, it's like you're setting me up with so much that it's no way you're going to end this properly. And with a good feeling, you, you're, you might wrap it up, but no one's going to be happy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> also, we've already had the butts. We saw yeah. the butts. In yeah. That's, that's right. my thing. Also. Yeah. We already we, been there. We've dealt with the butts. Right. Why give us more? Butts? I think because kind of we've already created the CGI image of them and we don't have to spend more money on that. And, 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 <laughs> then, oh, wow. yeah, and then we make it. So now we're trying to humanize the butts. We make them uh, right. able to talk and, and, and they're no longer weapons. Right. And all this. Crap. I'm like, why? Why give me? All well, this? it's that whole, you know, probably they they probably did their demographic search. Found out people like them. And we know what happens when bad things, like especially villainous things are liked. Oh, then we've got to kind of have make it so that you know you're not hating the Nazis. Who's who's <laughs> writing this? Is this um what's the the guy who did um I like big butts, but I cannot lie. <laughs> Sir, Do you know Sir, Sir Mix-a-Lot Mix-a-Lot was on a commercial because yeah. they they changed the t- but I was just like that's him. Yeah, I was like oh my god, I haven't seen him. Like he lost so much weight. I was like what that's him. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that problem. The writers, <laughs> the part, the writers are probably friends with Sir Mix a lot, and they were probably stuck. And then Sir Mix a lot probably went like. You know, you can never go wrong with butts, especially big butts. Yeah. I, I, I apologize because I realized I was going to go from zombie butts into, I was going to go from zombie butts into, <laughs> I was going to transition from zombie butts to Immortus. But there's one thing I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention Dorothy. The fact that Dorothy made uh, an appearance in episode four. That's mm-hmm. another. Episode four, right? With Danny the Street. Yeah. yeah and, oh, uh, Danny the Street. That, that, that's become. Uh, Danny the Ambulance. Yeah. I. I love how, how Danny works with with everybody and, you know, how they have the conversations with him and he'll write on the window or write mm-hmm. on the smoke. I really, really enjoy that. How I do know. Feel, Danny's great. How do we feel about that episode? And especially because it's Dorothy and Danny, the ambulance, you know, and, and the whole um, Dorothy dealing with her father's death and, you know, her having these imaginary heroes and villains from a comic book come to life. How do we feel about this episode? So uh, I thought... It was interesting to see Dorothy come back. I was kind of sad to see that she um, felt some sort of guilt for not being able to um, talk to her father. But that's uh, a, I think that's I mean I it's a relatable if you you know you know we all we've very, lost parents it's a very relatable mm-hmm. thing. Even if you did get to talk to them, you could never have said enough. Yeah. And I like that. I mean, it was it was really touching. It know? was. It and, was. And then the simple fact that like um, her own uh, imaginary uh, creations that. She, that she brought to life um, because she doesn't want to hurt them. She cares about them so much. She doesn't call them back. Right. She hasn't talked to them. So she, 
just like in, in, in real life, when we're grieving, we push people away mm-hmm. sometimes. And, and that was very um, uh, touching for me to, to see her go through that. But it was great to see, um, what's the name of the, of the, the, of the drag queen? Yes. Um, of the one, the, the main one that was teamed up with Dorothy? Yes. I could remember the name. Uh, Marley Corrupt. Yes, Morally Corrupt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love Mar- that name. Morally Corrupt. Yeah, Alan Mingo Jr., that's the actor. He does a great job as yeah. Morally Corrupt. <laughs> so the, the conversations that they had, like, it, it was just great. Because, like, you always need that one person to mm-hmm. pull you out of that slump and be like, snap out of it. Like, you've already been, like, it's it's been almost a year or more than a year. Mm-hmm. Snap out of it. You, your, your father wouldn't want you to, to wallow in that. And plus... We're being fucking attacked right now, so well, she do is, something. She's about definitely it. the fairy godmother to yeah. Dorothy, you know, and that that's kind of her role, you know. And also, like Dorothy, you're like crazy powerful. Like, come on, and you're over a hundred years old. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I do like with Dorothy. You know, she's like, I'm over a hundred years old. You know, like I've seen shit. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy um, seeing Dorothy again. I didn't think I would. I, I've, I've always kind of liked Dorothy's character, mm-hmm. but I think dealing with death and it being it's like its own side episode yeah. is because it's you have the rest of the story going on, and then you have this episode, which is kind of like meanwhile in Dorothy's world, right, with Danny yeah. the street. It was just a nice, refreshing little side take. Right. You know, I actually really enjoyed that episode a lot. Yeah. No, it was it was, it was good. It was fun. It, it's like I said. Do you feel do you feel was a hair fisted? Some. Definitely. Um, yeah. Definitely. I mean, especially considering that, like, you know, she's dealing with daddy issues and then, you know, Space, Space Case is also dealing with daddy issues. And, you know, like, so yes, it's I, definitely right there. The actress that they chose to have uh, portray Space Case, I Madeline Zima. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's good too. I love her. <laughs> she She's like boot, bootleg Brie Larson. Brie Larson. <laughs> she really is. There's the whole time I'm just like, I had gone through this whole thing, like, and I can't think of good examples, but and you can look them out there. It's there. I'm, and I don't know if they do them as much now, especially with Hollywood people going into the small screen, going into TV. But, you know, back in the day, like we're talking about pre-90s even, like, you know, big actors didn't go to the small screen. Yeah. That was basically a sign that your career oh, was yeah. going down. And especially you go back even further, like 70s, 80s, you actor, movie actors did not go on TV. They mm-hmm. just did not. Um, but there was so that what it was, there was always a version that was on TV. There were the TV movies that looked similar to yeah. popular actors, you know. So, like, you know, that's what I... So, I'm looking at her, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're kind of Brie Larson. <laughs> I think right when he said that, and Ralph, this is before your time, I think about just... I don't want to go too far off off um, tangent, but you say that about, like, the TV version of the movie character. I think about Private Benjamin. Okay. Because that was Goldie Hawn right. in the movie. And then she had the TV show, and it wasn't Goldie right. Hawn. It was a girl that looked kind of right, like right, Goldie right. So, growing up, I'm looking at Private Benjamin on syndication, like, oh, that's Private Benjamin. And my mom was like, no, that's the show. Right, right. And I'm like, what's the difference? And I watched the movie. And and, and the, the acting, the quality is a little bit different. Right. Obviously, it's a little bit more a step above. So, I hear you when yeah. you're like, oh, you're the TV version. Yeah, exactly. It definitely felt like that. Yeah, because I can't, I can't think of, because um, it's like that with Ray Liotta, and I cannot think of the other version of it. That there's... And I, I always because I, cause I used to know the other the the TV version of Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta in what show? Um, no, or is it relate? It's it's always it's either Ray Liotta is the TV version of an actor, or he is the movie. Ver, uh, and then there's another. I just cannot remember who that character is. But I, that's neither here nor there. Ask Siri. I wouldn't know because Siri's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Twenty Ray minutes Liotta. later, <laughs> Ray Liotta. Twenty minutes later, I have, I've ordered a pizza and I don't want. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So now let's get to the big bad. Immortus, 
does this feel like? We're still waiting to get to the big bad. Yeah, because they keep dropping hints about, oh, well, Immortus is rising. Immortus, you know, they're talking about, you know, um, bringing bringing items to Immortus to be able to help him or watch out for Immortus. I mean, because we get, you know, we we get to where where Cyborg is with his brother and they're in that alternate in that. um, Uh, Friend, not brother. His bro, no, no, wait, his, his, I keep thinking his bro, his bro, his boy. Um, they end up going to you know the, the place where he's like, Oh, we're not on earth, yes. Uh, orc with orc with orc with. There we go. Um, how is it? I'm the one remembering stuff. Is it's it's an odd podcast. I just said that in the beginning no. where you're not paying attention. Well, it's an no. odd podcast. he's shared the brain for the first half of the year and now he's giving it to you. <laughs> <laughs> that explains why my head is so much heavier. Dad brain strikes again. <laughs> now I can say it because it's got my brain. Um, how do we feel about this slow build to Immortus? Which every time I hear Immortus, like, who am I thinking about? Marvel Comics. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I'm thinking about Marvel Comics and Immortus and I have the wrong image in my head. Like, no, that's not who we're talking about. Um, yeah, but, well, yeah, well, even this one wouldn't because General Immortus was the name, but that's character that was the character in Doom Patrol. Um, I I love tension build up. Mm-hmm. I just get the feeling you're going to be very disappointed. <laughs> that's that's I, my feeling. You know, so are you saying it's like the Galactus Cloud? I am going to tell you, you are going to be very disappointed. Oh, you've, we're, you, we're, you've we're, got. You, hold on, without saying much, you've gone beyond six. Yes, yes. you are going to be very disappointed. Yeah. It's 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 disappointing so far. <laughs> I wish people could see my expression. I'm like, Fuck. and they killed Tommy. Nice call back. No, that was that's, that's it going over my head. Remember we reviewed Arrow and he hadn't oh. caught up and they were like and they killed Tommy. They killed Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I the minute you said it, I knew exactly what you were talking about. So 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 the build up is not working for you. What about you, Ralph? But even as a build up, even before going a little bit past six, I, which we won't talk about, but the build up, it's fine, but again, last season, you got six more episodes. It, you're ben, you're Brian Bendising this. You, t- you took my verb. You took my verb. <laughs> you're Brian Bendising this, and it's not a good idea to and do it's not, that. And it's not a good Brian Bendising. No, there is no good Brian Bendising. Sure, there is. The first, time. the first four issues of eight. <laughs> That's good, Brian Bendising. Oh, this is tension. Is this a twelve? Po- is this a twelve comic art? Wait, two more, two more issues. Oh my god! I think it was seven issues in Ultimate Comics. I think it was seven issues for the Venom story, and I think Venom shows up in issue six at the end. Wow. And then they deal with him, and they deal with him in issue seven. And I'm like, well, that was fast. That's that's like the. Uh, did you hear about um, the Daredevil TV series and how um, they are like reshooting? Coming, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Daredevil Born Again. Okay. Um, so they are doing reshoots. They're scrapping it and reshooting the whole thing because apparently he doesn't put on the costume for the first four episodes. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of law school. That they were just, they were doing, <laughs> they were making it like a, uh, a funny uh, legal drama oh, or, no. Or, or no, a funny court procedural kind of a thing. Okay. So they didn't learn anything from Iron Fist. Or season, she, season one, AKA the board meeting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wow. So what do you say about Immortus, um, the build? That buildup was horrible because it's also like Immortus this, Immortus that. Never in any of the other episodes of any of the seasons of Doom Patrol do they ever mention Immortus. And now they're ham-fisting Immortus down our throats. Right. I'm not sure that's so, the way you use ham-fisting, but okay. <laughs> ham? Where's the ham? 
Get your ham. Put a fist. <laughs> down See, your throat. The way Ralph used that word, the visual in my head is that some, like Cyborg's hand turns into a gun, somebody's hand turns into a big ham, like a cartoon ham, and shoving it down somebody's throat. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm ham fisting this idea that Immortus will be great. Yeah. Ham fisting. Now, but, Soon to but be in a category on Pornhub. <laughs> Who says it's not? You got to update my your description. Fell like. off. Oh my god! <laughs> so, uh, so basically, we're saying for these for these first six episodes, you're saying to me that we have all this inner conflict, but no conflict with the actual big bad. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so far, I mean, as you know, I mean, in six episodes, we haven't seen a, we haven't even seen any inkling of a yeah. We just know that. You know, we've been talking about so much character development stuff like that in this, uh, in, in this, in this longer than our normal episode. But uh, the whole thing that's been happening is that uh, villains that some we've seen actually none of them we've seen before, really, maybe except for the butts, yeah, except for the butts. Um, but they're not actually doing the thing. So the other villains that are showing up are taking the longevity, as they call it, from the Doom Patrol members that are created by or were created by. Um, uh, uh, Doctor, uh, the chief. Um, oh, uh, um, Calder, Calder. Uh, Niall Calder. So that like Madame Rouge does not have longevity. She just is displaced in time. She's not long lived. Whereas Rita is like probably almost a hundred years old. Well, actually, right. you know, Rita's more than hundred years old at this point. Yeah. Um, and you know, Larry, he's got to be in his seventies or eighties or whatever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so they're so th- these characters are showing up and they're literally pulling this like spirit looking ent- uh, energy out of them, and that's representing their longevity. And evidently. This longevity is something that the chief took or found pieces of Immortus, whatever that means, we don't know, um, and used that in his crazy mad scientist scheme that helped create these Doom Patrol members. And that's why they live so long. That's why they're, they've been alive all these years is, is that they, they don't age or barely age at all because of the longevity that's in them. But now that's being stolen, so now they're also aging. Right, which is why <laughs> when I see Rita without the longevity, and and um, I'll be totally transparent, I fell asleep through one of the episodes. I had to watch it again, but when I woke up, I'm like, "Why does Rita look old?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta watch that episode again. Oh, Crazy Jane with her bad wig. Yeah, oh. I was like, "Who she, made that? Is that Storm? Give Storm back her wig." Wow, <laughs> it looked like they took um, some play doh and just gave her some wrinkles. Oh, yeah. They're like. Um, we can't, our, um, via our effects budget is very little. Go to party city, get me some flesh colored Play-Doh and we're just going to mock up a little bit of wrinkles on her face. And that's it. <laughs> wow. Pretty much it. Yeah. So I so I guess we're, so it sounds like so far we're building to something that might not wrap up cleanly or might be disappointing. Or we could all be wrong and I would love to be wrong on that. And it's going to be fantastic. I really hope that I don't want to be disappointed, you know? I'm going to be the pessimist here. And what? This is not an episode I told you. And, and I'm going to say that it. this really feels like the writers were told this is your last season at the beginning of the season. And they were like, well, fuck it. Yeah. I'm just doing whatever I want. All right. Any last words, thoughts, or ideas before we go into... Um, I don't think we, we should rename it. Why? Well, because it's the first half. I think you can rate it. I don't think you can rename it. I, I have a good rename. Oh, oh, okay, fine. Fudge it. Okay, so anything... Well, first off, anything before we get to that stage? I do want to say, um, Mr. 104, why bring another love interest for Larry? Um, it also feels like... like it feels like the gimme. Like, oh, here's possible happiness? or So we don't know if that'll be taken away, but you know, it's always it's still good to see... Uh, um, I can't think of the actor's name now. Um 
What's the actor's name? Brother Blood. Oh, <laughs> stop, stop mentioning him for that. <laughs> you don't want to remember him for that. He doesn't ever want to remember for that. But, yeah. uh, but he's a good actor and stuff like that, so I'm happy to see him back. All right. All right. Let's do it. Renaming the series. You're forcing me to do it. Ralph, go first, because you're forcing me. Uh, the real superheroes of Cloverton, because this just reminds me of and episodes of The Real Housewives of whatever. Because they're all just bitchy and, and yelling at each other. And you know. In all honesty, I'd actually respect it if they actually did that whole like private booth. Uh, confessional? Yeah, the confessional. I'd actually almost respect it if they did that in these episodes. That then it'd almost be like, okay, you're kind of poking fun. Right. Yeah. And you're getting your story across. All right. I'm going to rename it Doom Patrol, Family Feud, but Apocalypse version. <laughs> but Apocalypse. I can't believe that's an actual name of uh, of an actual arc. Mike. Um, I would just rename it uh, Circling the Drain Patrol. <laughs> Circling the Drain Patrol. Wow. Yeah. They might find a way to pull themselves out. I'm wow. hoping. I'm hoping. Uh, yeah, let's hope so. Well, here we go. Ratings for the first half of Doom Patrol Season 4. Ralph. I mean, you already know what I'm going to say. It's Six Claws. Six claws. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost in sync, Mike. I don't know what's going on. You're half a second off. Yeah. Mike, you were half a second ahead. I, I was just, I was still uh, editing a karate movie. That's why I'm behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I give it five zombie butts out of 10. Okay. All right. Um, also, also, is if there's a, so there's a beard hunter and apparently there's a butt hunter. Are there other hunters for specific body parts? Well, cod piece better watch out. <laughs> The wank warrior. <laughs> <laughs> see, I was gonna go. I was gonna go with the cock hunter, but I'm like, no, nah, that doesn't work. But, but see, Mike is always good with the names. He I got the wang warriors after you. <laughs> Mike is the Cisco of our team. I'm gonna name shit, and it's gonna stick. So the cock hunter <laughs> goes after roosters. Wow, boy, I say boy. <laughs> I'm a chicken hawk. I'm wondering how many, how many, how many people in our how many, how many, how many. I say, I say, I wonder how many people in our audience will recognize what that sound is. See, that's how you stutter and make it work. Uh, <laughs> I'm a chicken hawk. Yeah, and you're a chicken. chicken. I love that. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give. It, I'm a little more forgiving. I'm gonna give it six and a half lakeside fingerings out of ten. <laughs> Ain't nothing like a good lakeside fingering. <laughs> Tear robot man said him like. Ew, gross, bro. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Mike? I'm even more generous, but still very disappointed, but I give it a seven pronoun, verb, adjective, adverb, interjection. The five phases of the word fuck. Out of two. <laughs> <laughs> it's so versatile. It is. It definitely is. But I, as a New Yorker, I've heard it already, so you know. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so there you like, have Really? It. Just give me the mail. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Doom Patrol season four, episodes one through six. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I guess. Wow, you, you just know how to end the sale. Well, well, well I mean, it, it, it leaves people wanting more. But you know what? Speaking of wanting more, don't go anywhere. Rocket Review is next. <laughs> Hello, this is Ralph the Tech, bringing you another Rocket Review. This week, I'll be talking about the book Armada. Armada is a science fiction novel published in 2015 and written by Ernest Cline. The author is best known for his debut novel, Ready Player One. Armada takes readers on an adventure that combines video games, pop culture references, and an impending alien invasion. Armada follows the story of Zack Lightman, 
a high school student who spends most of his time playing the online video game Armada, where players control drones to defend Earth from an alien invasion. Zack's life takes a surreal turn when he sees a spaceship from the game outside his classroom window and starts to question the game's true origins and purpose. As it turns out, the game is a simulation designed to train Earth's population to fight an impending real-life alien invasion. With the fate of the world at stake, Zack is recruited by the Earth Defense Alliance to pilot a drone and help fight off the alien threat. He is thrust into a real-life version of the game he loves, facing danger, camaraderie, and a race against time to prevent humanity's destruction. Like Ernest Cline's previous work, Ready Player One, Armada is rife with pop culture references, particularly from the 1980s and 1990s. These references can be nostalgic and enjoyable for readers who are familiar with the era's movies, music, and video games. The book features a number of intense action sequences, including space battles and close encounters with the alien forces. The pacing of the story keeps readers engaged and eager to see how Zack's journey unfolds. The concept of blending video game mechanics with real-life consequences adds an interesting layer to the narrative. The book explores themes of simulation, reality, and the ways in which video games can prepare players for unexpected challenges. One of the primary criticisms of Armada is its perceived lack of originality. Some readers have noted that the storyline bears similarities to other works in the science fiction genre, including elements reminiscent of some classic alien invasion stories like The Last Starfighter. Some other criticisms are that the book's plots, twists, and character developments are often anticipated by readers, diminishing the impact of some of the story's revelations. Also, while the characters are likable and relatable, some readers have found that they lack the depth and complexity needed to fully engage the audience. The supporting characters in particular might feel underdeveloped. Overall, Armada is a fast-paced science fiction adventure that explores the intersection of video games, pop culture, and the threat of an alien invasion. It's a novel that wears its influences on its sleeve, embracing nostalgic references and themes from the past. However, this adherence to homage and reference can both be a strength and a weakness, as it might resonate with readers who enjoy recognizing nods to their favorite media, but might also come across as lacking in originality. The book offers an entertaining and action-packed ride, especially for those who appreciate video game culture references to the 1980s and 1990s. While it might not reach the same heights as Ready Player One, Armada is still an enjoyable read for fans of science fiction, pop culture, and gaming. Readers who are looking for a light, fast-paced adventure with an emphasis on action and camaraderie will likely find Armada a worthwhile addition to their reading list. I'm Ralph the Tech, and that was my Rocket Review. But don't go anywhere, because Geeks on the Go is next. On the go. Now with less longevity. And less butts. How about that one? I mean. It's a frightening sight when I watch those butts in that show. I'm like, but it's like got teeth and legs and arms and it's. Well, no, just arms. Arms as legs. Arms as legs. Yes. Uh, but Cap, 
You yeah. like big butts, and you cannot lie. Why are we bringing this into the conversation? All you other brothers cannot deny. <laughs> All right. Uh, as as half of you are face palming, and the others are like, Ralph, what are you doing? Don't turn off that, that podcast yet. <laughs> we still got more. Exactly. Because, Not more of that, hopefully. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's what we have more of. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we make it under a minute fairly on a regular basis, so we let's keep the streak going. And if you would like to hear me read song lyrics, you can hear that in our spinoff podcast, Ralph the Tech Read Sound Lyrics. No, 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 no. We should make it Patreon, so because if anybody really wants to hear you do those song lyrics, they should pay for it. Why that I... bastard get rich? <laughs> <laughs> I could do my uh, William Shatner impression of him doing a very sensitive song. You do two impersonations and none of them are Will, Shat- Will Shatner. We're going to see him on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> hey, look, it's Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> right behind you on the TV. Oh, my goodness. All right. Ready, set, go. Which member of the Doom Patrol has a power that you wouldn't mind having? Mike. Madame Rouge is shape-shifting, but mostly because I want to be bitchy with a Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear you try that. <laughs> Ralph. Uh, Madame Rouge is shape-shifting so that I could confuse people when I shape-shift into them and make them think that they have a double ganger in the world. A uh, double ganger or a doppelganger? That too. Okay. <laughs> Which was creepier? The zombie butts that I just mentioned or the scissor men? Ralph. Men scissor? Scissor men. Wow, I didn't know that men scissor. Uh, that's crazy. Okay. Mike, uh, zombie butts running with a pair of scissors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, How would they do that, though? With a hop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And which Doom Patrol member could go after this? I'm sorry. Which Doom Patrol member could go on after this um, show and have a su- successful solo series? Ralph. Crazy Jane. Yeah, I agree. Mike. Crazy Jane, she would be all Fox News hosts. <laughs> <laughs> and we make it once again, even with my stuttering, even me taking my time. And Kicking the groin. These were long questions. Yeah. And I still made it through. Press that button. That's exactly what I say when I hear your questions. Wow. <laughs> Let's hear it. It's just so refreshing to the hear power. that. But somehow still anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> the power has left me. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it's just so much. It's so good when you win. And we were literally two seconds away from Really? Were we two seconds? Two seconds away. Holy cow, that's amazing. (laughs) All right, shout outs. Do we have any shout outs, gentlemen? I I got a shout out. My niece in the Air Force, Cheryl, you know what? She she texted me about, well, it's been a while since we did our last podcast, but she texted me like two weeks ago. You know what she texted me? What? I lube you. No, yes. <laughs> he said. Not only did she listen to the episode, she listened all the way through to the end. Oh my yeah. god! She was just like, she goes, did Bill William really do this? She was like, <laughs> she doesn't know who it is, but she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, that really happened. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I lube you. Oh my! Sh- shout out, shout out to your niece. That's what's up. Yay, Cheryl! She listens. I'm still waiting for that Air Force though. Cheryl, thank you for listening. And Cheryl. Thank- Cheryl, Cheryl, not Cheryl. Cheryl, Cheryl, Cheryl. Yeah, Cheryl. Thank you for listening. Mike's niece. And thank uh, <laughs> thank the Air Force for all the checks that I've been hoarding and not giving to these two. I'd like to thank the Air Force for uh, dive bombing on uh, Ralph the Tech's home. That was you? Yeah, that'll be them. <laughs> dive bombing just sounds like one of those things you do in an all-boys trip to get somebody pissed off. <laughs> that wasted all my anti-air artillery. Ah, You know ah. How, how expensive that is? I'm surprised you have uh, artillery that fights against the air. <laughs> it's it's very hard to come by I would imagine <laughs> I mean he should fight all the dead air he has <laughs> How about that one 
damn right. All right. That'd be World War Four. <laughs> well, my shout out list is a little bit like like Mike did a lot of his shout outs in the beginning, like right, right. Because after, they'll be listening then. Of course, yeah. Wow. He's like, they're, they're gonna be tapped out by then. I mean it's a it's a, almost a one hour, forty minute episode. But hey, it was good. It was worth it. it was put their number in our phone. Do not answer when they call. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry I had to tell you this, you know, two hundred episodes plus in. But apparently, my voice admits a certain frequency that just makes people want to zone out. No, it just makes their sphincter tighten. Oh, so it's an anti-brown note. Yes. Oh, that <laughs> well, makes more sense. I'm going to give a couple of shout-outs. So first off, I want to give... Um, actually, this is the shout-out um, New York Comic Con version. So usually I shout-out Johannes and Tinkerbell and all those people. And yeah, shout-out... And of course, we're glad to hear from you guys as well. But being that we had a great Comic Con, I was able to spend four days. I was really fortunate. Um, so definitely had bumped into a lot of great people and traveled with some people. So of course, um, first off, shout out to JP for being an amazing comic book guide. I'm, I'm a Comic Con guide, excuse me, because I feel like every time we bumped into JC, really? JP, he's wow, bumped. this is going bad. <laughs> no, because I'm thinking of the, my next um, Jean Claude Van Damme. No. Oh, okay. You know the dam? Joe the intern. No. Oh. <laughs> Joe's interns are JC. Um, no, but, but but JP, every time we jumped, we bumped into him, he would take us to some area where he's meeting somebody, talking to somebody, and of course then Mike got into a conversation, then Ralph jumps in, then or you know, it, it's like everywhere that JP went and we walked around, something happened. And that was great. And that's just kind okay. of, you know, I mean, obviously you guys have great energy, but of course with JP, they just kind of boosters it. Oh no, that man is, he's just great. He just fills the room with good energy. Yes, absolutely. It, for so much so my brother, my brother who I'll shout him out in a second was like, that JP guy's awesome. I, we got to hang out with him more. Why don't you invite him more? I'm like, you don't come to my house already. <laughs> shout out to you, Steve, but fuck you for not coming to my house. You should see, like I live, close to him so whenever close I, to J- jp to, to jp yep. whenever i go um do my bike rides for exercise he's usually walking around the same park and i tell you more than a handful of times i've come across him and my exercise routine has gone out the window because we just spent two hours just talking yeah and, and shout out by the way for you living that close to him shout out to all the police people that have to do the uh uh you know restraining order <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it didn't work. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm also going to, my next shout out is Joe, uh, to Joe the intern. I know Joe sometimes like, nah, I'm just kind of like staying, work and whatever. I'm so glad you came out. You know, it's always good to have you around us. Uh, it's really good to have you as part of the group. Oh, definitely. And he's always like the mouthpiece of, of sometimes things that I want to say, but I haven't yet said. He'll say it. I'm like, oh, thanks, Joe. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, Joe, I have a message from Mike. Mike says, where is my coffee? Um, Mike, I oh, have wait. a message from Joe. Joe says, Fuck you and your coffee. You're never going to get it. <laughs> it's why his pay of zero has gone down. Wow. <laughs> um, I also want to shout out Emma's from Marvel, who uh, Mike and Ralph finally got to meet, and her husband, Jay. Only Jade. briefly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but we were going into many different directions when I... She was um, afraid to talk to me about movies, wasn't she? She was afraid to talk about what? Movies. Oh, no, no, oh she was uh, afraid, wasn't she? You were afraid. You can admit it. <laughs> well, she definitely, uh, I know Emma's from, Emma's from uh, Marvel definitely told me, to me she, she was so happy to meet you guys, which was really cool. And I felt so bad for Jay. Not that Jay, her husband, is not into comic books, but to go to, 
First off, they're from Jersey. Mm-hmm. And for anybody who knows that means they're not used to walking. They're just not. They, they need to have rollers on their feet. <laughs> they're the Jetsons. They're the, they're, yeah, they're like, oh, my God, five steps. Oh, this is so long. Is there a car? <laughs> their boots are not meant for walking. Well, oh, well, wow. well and this, that's not what they'll do. Well, this, well, this Comic-Con was like a stark contrast because they were like, we got to walk. And Emma was happy because she's in her geek glory dressed up as Thor. So mm-hmm. she's walking around. And Jay's just. With that wonderful handmade helmet made by. The cap. Yeah, I actually, I actually did a really good job. I was very proud of that. And the cap got to gush all over his YouTube crush. Oh, we'll get there in a second. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there in a second. But yeah, so M, I was just happy to happy to have you there. No, it's great meeting you, even for the little bit of time that there was. You know, because the cap wouldn't let us talk to you because we know that. You like us better than him. Wow. <laughs> this was confirmed. Wow. You guys are both jerks. Anyway, <laughs> glad to have you guys um, there with us. Definitely glad to have you travel with us. And of course, um, um, Lady J's um, daughter and son came on two different days. Isabel Nito. Shout out to them. We had a good time for that. Um, Jamal Stone. Shout out to Jamal Stone. Jamal. It was good. See, I'm looking across. I'm like, that looks like Jamal. That killer stone. Yes. Who's um, newly married. Newly married. Congratulations to him and his wife. Hey. I, it was very good to bump into him at that He didn't time. look miserable at all. <laughs> it must really be new. It's wow. new. Yeah. Did he get married yesterday? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> That's how uh, new it is. Congratulations. It was great seeing Jamal. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, shout out for somebody that I saw that I know Mike didn't get to see and I wish he would have saw. Mike D with two E's. I wish I had seen. Mr. Mike D with two E's. Yeah, Mike D with two E's is the guy that's always trying to get us to get our podcast to go on YouTube. Yeah. He even asked me, he goes, you guys are still not doing film? I go, you know my problem. He goes, I got a mask for you. I'm like, it's not a very good looking mask. <laughs> is your problem that you're ugly? What the hell? I mean, no. You should put it out there. You know I got a problem. I've got a mask. I'm like, well, that's not a good sign. <laughs> uh, shout out to all the ugly people. You deserve love too. Just not all love. Um, oh, man. <laughs> serious question about Mike D. Mm-hmm. With two E's? With two E's. Is the E not where you think it is? Oh, no, it is. Oh, it totally is. Okay. Oh, it's definitely where you think it is. <laughs> and <laughs> then some. <laughs> but Mike spelled M-I-C. See, so now the E like is a mic- definitely... <laughs> like a microphone, you know, because he's a rapper and stuff. Yeah. Well, it makes great, perfect. He's, great guy. He, he's going to let me hear it. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh, we actually ran into... I don't know if he's on your list. Bat Jesus. We ran into... Uh, yes! Bat yeah, Jesus. That was, like, that was fantastic. Shout out to Bat Jesus, a.k.a. AKA Kelvin. Good scene. Kelvin. It was so fantastic seeing Kelvin. And I hope you have a similar feeling of the Doom Patrol. <laughs> if not, fuck you! Okay. <laughs> Just a little recap. When we bumped into Kelvin, Kelvin said, and I'm not going to say a direct quote, but he kind of said something along the lines of, he listens to the podcast and sometimes he falls asleep and wake up and says, fuck you, Mike! <laughs> I guess because Mike has ver- these very different views than Kelvin. So and they creep into your head at night. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to you, K. I'll probably see you soon at the job. Oh, It'll be good to see you. Yeah, man. Absolutely. That's a sign that our subliminal algorithm is actually working. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely. Shout out to um, now that Ralph mentioned it. Um, b- bumping into my um, and it's funny because I've met a couple of different celebrities. I met some um, YouTube celebrities. I met I met a couple of um, TikTok celebrities. I got to meet. Odin from Odin Makes. And for Mike, who clearly doesn't know who Odin Makes is, he is a YouTuber who does 
Well, I know what he has to do. I just don't know him, unfortunately. He makes, he does props Mm -hmm. and and like, uh, he he does cosplay props and and building like, like, like like how to videos. And he's really well known. I think he works, he, he's worked in the industry before. So his stuff is really, really well made. When I, when I was looking for the Thor helmet, I went right to his guide to meet the guy. Such a nice guy. And he seemed really nice guy. So nice. He was so, so good. So funny. And like, it's like, the thing that the, the the thing that I love the most about Comic Con, right, is that most of the people that you meet are so down to earth mm-hmm. that they will they don't know you, right, and they will have a full on conversation with you without a care in the world. Oh, yeah. except for Mister My Little Pony. It, yeah, except for yeah. for that guy. I won't say rest in peace. I'll just say, damn it, sorry, he's gone. Well, he's gone. <laughs> Mister My Little Pony. When he passed away years ago. Well, not that many years. Two ago. Two years ago. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. What? Yes. It would have been in the quick news. Then why do I keep still keep getting uh, My Little Pony prints with his signature on it? That, that would be from the My Little Ponies. I think he might be confusing who we're talking about also. No, no, I know who we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you did. I know, I know you did, but I had to say that. But yeah, shout out to Odin Makes. It was so good to meet you. It was so good to meet you. I was very happy. And my, and my final couple of shout outs... Um, Shout out to Jessica and Angel, my, my sister Jessica, somebody I grew up with, and her husband Angel was able to be spend Comic-Con with them on Sunday, took oh, them man. around, and they were good until the crowd really got real thick, and they're like, yeah, I'm definitely going to leave. It's like 3 o'clock. I'm like, no, 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 I hear you. I understand that. Yeah, so it was definitely a lot of fun. It was good to be with Angel. Angel, who, who will talk to me about comic books, so he's blue in the face, and I love it because he's just so into it. Um, shout out to Lady J. Oh, babe, thank you so much. Wait, the old woman? No, my didn't we establish this earlier? My Lady J. Oh. My Lady J. The one who not only had such a good time on Friday and was able yeah, to show her The sister, old woman, as you established earlier in this <laughs> same podcast. I don't know who you're talking about. Uh-huh. I'm not talking about uh-huh. that. I, <laughs> but I will say this. I mean, so much fun and so and was so supportive on Saturday. Saturday, I decided to go and cosplay. Mm-hmm. And my cosplay was a little bit elaborate. And from holding my cape to pushing my, my, my prosthetics back onto my face to retouching the face to feeding me and I couldn't ask for anything else. I love you, babe. I really appreciate yep, it. He so loves much. old women. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm an old man. What the hell? <laughs> and I would like to thank the cap for not going as a clown this year. It was less creepy to watch you in that green face than it was in that discombobulated Joker face that you had a few years ago. Well, you know, now that I knew the prosthetics, I can do a better Joker face. Please don't. <laughs> and um, my last two, um, my last two shout-outs is actually my brother Steven, because as much as him and I don't get to hang out with each other, we hung out at Comic-Con. It was on his birthday. It was fantastic. Awesome. Um, and, and watching him with my daughter, who's my last shout-out, shout-out to Riley. And you won't hear this from years from now, but I was so happy to watch you with my brother. I was so happy to watch you just enjoy Comic-Con, talk with people, um, and just enjoy yourself. Just be a kid. And you can be You'll be 20 maybe when you hear this. And I hope you know that. Why? Is it going to take that long to get this episode out? Don't you? Wow. (laughs) How long is it going to take? As long as the shout out is. Well, if you use this to let her go to sleep, Riley, I just want you to know. Don't wake up. (laughs) That's that's, (laughs) two Freddy's coming for you. Wow. (laughs) 
for those who know. <laughs> the wrong person. No. <laughs> yeah, but you know, always get to hear that when you're trying to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say uh, I'll say this: um, the whoever's scared of that is probably not listening. That's true too. Yeah, but oh well, that's just funny anyway. <laughs> oh, and two quick shout outs. Um, who even though you guys didn't go to Comic Con, shout out to Mr. Cooper. Yes, I, I shouted you out. What you gonna Cooper. say now? And shout out to Big Daddy Kev, who's still trying to like figure Big out <laughs> when he's gonna. Oh, I'm gonna go to Comic Con one day. I'll buy tickets tomorrow. They went on sale in June. Oh fuck! I, I just want to tell Kev, I had a Friday ticket for you, but you wanted to work, so that's on you. He's got a kid. You can't blame him anymore. Oh, this kid is not a get out of jail free card. Wow! Leave my guts on. You know how works. many? You know how many dark skin guys are in jail with kids? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> On that note, I think I'm going to close this out. <laughs> so for Mike, also known as MFG and RT Squared Rob the Tech, this is The Cap after this long episode saying keep it geeky and see you next time, hopefully really soon. <laughs>